I lost everything. I had many friends. I had many people who believed in me. I had many people who were happy for this job that I was doing. Many people were wanting to work with me and things like that. And I had great friends and I was the happiest I'd ever been. And then one day when I was in Paris, New Year's Eve editing that video, and then of course it ended the fallout afterwards, gone in a blink. People who I believe to be some of my closest friends I have not spoken to since. <laughs> Well, no, it's not that. It's just, I mean, at the end of the day, you win, you win one award and it gets to your fucking head. It's not the award. It's the TV show, to be honest. You don't really <laughs> yeah. give a fuck about this digital Damn, shit anymore. Bro. <laughs> Mike became hot shit overnight. Welcome back to Impulsive, the factually, statistically number one podcast in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, we won the Streamy Award for best podcast this is actually not it because they <laughs> took it from us immediately after they gave it to us. But um, yeah, we want a streamy award, guys. Wow. Wow. Taking dubs into 2020. We really are. That's what it's about. I'm, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of our team. Everyone who's here, and you guys don't see it, there's a whole uh, crew behind the camera yeah. that, that yeah. makes this show possible. We got Brad over there working the computer, switching the angles. We got Danny working the lights, taking the notes, which, by the way, if she doesn't take, we will get canceled. Jed on the <laughs> review team. Jed, we have to give a shout-out to yeah, you. We shout forgot out to Jed. thank you on stage. Shout but Jed. Jed, thank you for making sure that we uh, don't say anything too inappropriate. Um, we love you, and we know you spend a lot of time. By the way, guys, he reviews every single one of these podcasts, and he's got a family and a beautiful wife, too, and, and kids. Just really yeah. all around killing it. She's we love you, Jed. Human and then Dylan, obviously our producer right there. Thank you, Dylan. He's the enthusiastic guy who makes sure we are prepared for all of our guests. And then I got to thank my co-host, Spencer Taylor. Hey, Big Mike. Thank you, bro. Yeah, thank man. you. Um, it feels really good to win something. Yeah. You know what? Let me just play our acceptance speech. Oh, yeah? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's check it out. Oh, fuck. What? I don't know. Mine was just such a call to action about social reform and shit. It's too early for this shit. I just rolled out a fucking threesome, bro. Which we'll, 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 we'll get into that in a second, but here we go. Yo, the last two years for all of us has been a crazy journey, but thank you guys for giving us a platform to just be idiots, be ourselves, and just have a blast. Thank you guys. Yeah, that was short. Hey, everyone. Time. Feels good to actually win something. There's a lot of good podcasts out there. Everyone in our category is amazing, and to be honest, we're always surprised when you choose us. Um, but for real, this award goes to everyone who gave Impulsive a chance, for everyone who is tired of all the BS in the world, and for everyone who craves authenticity and realness, and we're happy to provide that. Uh, we know you guys ride or die with us, and we appreciate you, we love you, and thank you for making us statistically and factually the number one podcast in the world. I was gonna wait for the Oscars for this, but, and I hate to kill the mood, but I, I want this award to go to the 400,000 people, Americans that have died in the opiate epidemic. You are not forgotten. The people struggling with mental health out there. Put one foot in front of the other. I'm living proof that it gets better. Yes, you are, Mike. Yes, you are. Couldn't have said it better Fast. myself. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I. I guess you did, but so we so we won the Streamy Award, and then we're on the Sprinter in the way back, debating whether or not to go out that night. And I turned to David, our German videographer. I'm like, "What do you think, Dave?" And he goes, "Logan, you know, I, I have to say, this is the only win of the year. So let us get fucked up. We should go to club. We should go to club." I said, "I said, that David." I go, "David, that is the smartest thing you've ever said." Wow. So we got fucked up. Dang. We got way fucked up. I didn't. You guys look great. I didn't get fucked up. You're handling yourself. I didn't pretty even well. drink last night. I drank water. 
Oh, really? I'm not going to give a speech about that fucking magnitude and then fucking drink. I can't iterate how false that is. I had a few cocktails. I was excited about the victory, bro. We all and by were. the way, we followed up fucking JoJo Siwa on that Ooh, stage, She was bro. at the club, too? Uh, no, 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 no. You mix up oh, fucking X and Y, dude. It's so funny. They put us... Oh, we sat in the back row, and we were the most hyped group of people. Like, JoJo yeah. went up. We're like, JoJo, JoJo. <laughs> She's yeah. like a little sister to me. You know, I love JoJo. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we got we got freaking Schwasty Macy plastered. And then we ordered, you ordered $200 worth of Carl's yeah, Jr. But, but the card what? got declined for some reason. The, his Amex. I need the to, No Limit Amex? Yeah, I need to meet what? with you after to, to, to rectify. You, you ordered too much Carl's Jr. Yo, we ordered heck? so why'd much you, Carl's Jr. Why'd you guys Jr.? not get Arby's? Because it was four in the morning, bro. And like everyone was sleeping. Andre was fucking like, please, I must wake up early for my meditation session. You guys are <laughs> crushing my soul, bro. And I got twins here. I had twins here, bro. Twins. They, were, they, were, they were twins. Uh, they whatever. were sisters that looked alike. Sisters that looked Sisters that uh, looked alike, or yeah, so they one was younger, or whatever. I don't fucking know, but he <laughs> he ordered like thirty girls to come out. Not ordered, I wouldn't say not like Carl Jr. <laughs> but he like, <laughs> yo, what? But he did, but he did like he, uh, he, he was just texting every girl he knew that he ever no, met in his it, life, like yo, come over, come over. And at bitch. one point, it was like usually we have a little man door where the girls come in. It couldn't even fit all the girls, so we had to open the big car gate, dude. And they poured in like the fucking Red Sea. Which, no, whoa, I just, I just, fucking I, girls just poured in. I dude. just kept getting text. I had met a lot of people at the club, and I just kept getting text. And when I when I drink, I'm like a happy drunk. So mm-hmm. I was just like, everyone, come on over, we'll have a party. Yeah. So we played pool, we played ping pong, we ate Carl's Jr. Wow, that's a party. That's a party. It's so funny how how like I realized how fucked up. I am in terms of that stuff because like last night we were all partying, like hanging out, making noise. Other people are complaining. Andre's like, please, please. My fucking chakras, bro. You got to stop, dude. I'm becoming unaligned with Mercury retrograde. I'm like, all right, we're working on it. Right. And then and we're loud as fuck. And then as soon as I shut it down, like for me, I go upstairs and I send a text out. That's like, shut the fuck up down there. This party's fucking over. If yeah, I have to come yeah. clear house, it's, I'm going to come down there. It's, it's the worst to, uh, to be woken up in the at like oh, by the way yeah. four a.m. by a bunch of rowdy that, teenagers. Dude, that's one thing I forgot. Well, we're about. not teens anymore, technically, but tweens. Tweens. Are we tweens? Yeah, overall fun night. Yeah, it was good. It yeah, was good. Yeah, good. And we, good I guess, stuff. we had to sell it. Like David was like, "You must celebrate." And uh, by the way, I had filmed <laughs> two pilot episodes for the for the show that MTV I'm not going to talk much about yet. But like <clears throat> for this MTV shit, we shot two pilots. So I was there all day. Left, got in the car, which by the way, dude in a suit drives. Me in the back, wow. he's like, I take your bag, all the shit. After I leave hair, makeup, all the stuff, whatever. We go to the fucking stream. Were you carrying the duffel, by the way, just to be official? No, no, no. You have to bring multiple clothing options uh, for the wardrobe people. Then they have to can, come can take I a context? picture. I, I just want to give a little context. Yeah, I was trying not to give too much. Uh, we're no, not- I'll get it. I don't work for MTV, and you can't fire me. So, uh, <laughs> Jake, Mike, Tana Mojo, and the hot felon have a Jimmy r- Meeks. Rid- ridiculousness spinoff called the Bustedness. Yeah. The set is so legit. Everything the production is amazing. There's like fifty to seventy-five extras in the crowd. Like it's it, there's a live audience. Mm-hmm. Um and we went, we visited Mike yesterday and th- you had a little that shit was nerve-wracking. I had the same oh, no. for true OG uh impulsive people watchers that even outdate a lot of the people in this fucking room. Episode one, 
episode one. Yep. This is an important episode to talk about nice, today. Nice I had a, sweaty. a uh, meltdown, a yep. fatality, <laughs> a full-on fucking anxiety attack. and I and We powered through it, didn't we? You I, we, two we did. did. Yeah. You two did. I'll, I'll remember it because I wrote it in my book. It's in, it's in chapter two of my book. And uh, he's like, so you're a sex doctor. How do you get into that line of work? And I'm like... <laughs> and he ran off and ran off and he goes to me I ran off and I, I hear in the background I hear him like I think Mike just had a meltdown and everyone's laughing and I'm like no and I'm in the bathroom just sweating like crying and no I wasn't crying but I'm in the bathroom like looking in my eyes I'm like bro why are you so sweaty it's not even that hot out there right. and I realized like when I do new things new shows Especially when I get in front of a fucking live audience oh, of yeah. hundreds yeah. of people, bro. The live audience still throws Scared me for the a shit loop. Me. Even so- given that acceptance speech, I was like, I was like excited that we won the award. And then as soon as I got up to stage, I was like, oh shit, this is like a room full of people. I wrote down, I, don't know why. I wrote down uh, a speech, like what I wanted to say. And I'm not gonna lie, I was like tipsy when I went on stage. That helps, I feel like. It, well, if, if you're a little out of nerves. Your, may, zone, maybe, yeah. but also. I memorized the, the script I wrote down literally word for word. Oh, I, okay. I, I was speaking helps. and I couldn't believe I wasn't stuttering over myself. Yeah. Or like so you got a little nervous too? No. But it's just, okay. I yeah. was more surprised that I said exactly what I wanted ah, to say. Got you know? you. Got but yeah, you. Like I, had, I usually, I usually would have said something that ruins my life. Yeah. My career. <laughs> I think on, a, on, on the note of your meltdown though. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So, so wait, you melted down yeah, during I had the, the show? Same, I had the same kind of shit. Like right when the show started and it like panned over to me, I was like, oh, everyone's watching the light. And by the way, it was t- they turned the temperature down and I was wearing a big Supreme jacket. When I it arrived, was so hot. When I arrived, I'm like, I'm like, yo, it is freezing in here. Yeah. I'm like, why is it so cold? The producer comes up to me. He's like, that's because your friend Mike had no, a no. panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> they, had to, they had to turn on the temperature because he was sweating. Uh, but it was, but it was so, it was so hot up there. And they said they, Actually, I'm not going to say it, but they, they had to turn the temperature down really far and that helped. And then I went back. I took like two minutes. I got cleaned up. I went back out there and I was like, yo, thank you, the audience, for being patient. I got a little bit of anxiety. I don't know if anybody out there feels it. And they're like, we feel it, bro. We love you. That's cool. all this shit. And I so they it helps super... big time if you have an audience that like is helping you out. Well, also, yeah. also, also, bro, like if you remember during the live 100th episode of Impulsive, we had a live audience and the. <sighs> They're just like our friends, and so there's no reaction. No, right? they it just was, it was sat. Pe- people waiting at the DMV. DMV. The people. Yeah. The people. Yeah. 100%. The people. The live audience at his show are being paid to be there to laugh and have fun. And don't they have every like joke signs? you tell the guy is the funniest like joke of your life? The guy goes like this when they have to clap. He goes. Yeah. He goes like this, and yeah. you can see it in my Instagram story. He's Yo, like, Dylan he, is that guy. Yeah, like Dylan man. will be that guy. Like once he moves on from like the the more like crappy tier shows to like to real production gigs, bro. He. What are you talking about? You get one fucking MTV show. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. You big time in us, Mike. I want to remind you, you're sitting on the best podcast of 2019. 132 plus million views on YouTube alone. You got that. 132 million. And how how many how many downloads? Yeah, true. No, and trust me, bro. I get it. And this one actually yesterday, dude, like nothing really, as you guys know, nothing really gets me too. like, when's the last time you saw me like, yeah, we fucking did 
unless I finesse a threesome, which I might do that. Right. But it's very rare that I'm like, we did it, man. Good job, boys. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was like one of those days yeah. where I was like, yo, today was a great day. We got the award for the fucking podcast. And I was yeah. like amped. I was pumped for the crew, bro. Yeah. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard me talk about Raycon's wireless earbuds and how much we love them, and they are half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds I've used. They sound just as amazing, and if you haven't bought a pair yet, today is your lucky day. They just released their best model yet, the E25s. They have six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Uh, I, I, I've always thought this. I don't love the way the word bass is spelled. Because I'm from Ohio and where I come from, it's pronounced bass, like largemouth bass. Yep. I'll continue with the sponsor now. <laughs> yeah. Raycon's wireless earbuds are very comfortable, perfect for on-the-go listening and taking phone calls. And unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. So get 15% off of your order. Go to buyraycon.com slash Logan. Buyraycon.com slash Logan for 15% off of your order. Here we go, Woo! ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today's episode is, I have high hopes. Mm-hmm. I think, I think this episode is going to be incredible, you know, and I, and I, and I hope we can live up to that expectation because the guest is phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my very good friends and the chief editor for Maverick Media. He's edited almost every single piece of content that I put on YouTube. He's moved from England to America to become a more intimate part of this operation. We've had many highs. We've had many lows. But it is the most interesting man I know, Hayden Hillier-Smith. Yes! Let's go, dude. Yes! Let's go, Damn, baby. I haven't oh. seen that type of energy since Alex hey, Jones, bro. Bring the heat. Wow. It's good to finally be in the seat. Finally. it's Let's it's. Go. We've been trying to get Hayden on for a while, and it doesn't make sense because he's he's he from day one he's he lives here. He's friends with all of us. Yeah, um, tough, so tough to, to good schedule to have here. Oh, it's fucking great to be here finally. Yeah, yeah, finally, bro. So, I mean, I, where do we begin to unpack this? What is now a three year relationship? Yes, um, of uh, probably. No, the craziest YouTube journey any creator has ever experienced. I, I never I w- even anticipated where this would go. No idea. Like, like, I don't even think you know this. When I first got the job, I'd be like, all right, I'll work with this dude for like three, four months and I, I'll tell him to fuck off by then. Ooh. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I, I literally, <laughs> like, oh, well, you're just another vlogger. I didn't understand the space yeah. that well. And then suddenly, like six months in, you had your first what, million subscribers. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, this is something. Yeah. And I've stayed with you, yeah, for three years now. Three years. And it's, it's cra- wow. like Hayden is a true day one. So let, I guess let's start there. Yeah. I wanted to start daily vlogging. I was mm-hmm. the Vine guy. And you said you would know me a little bit from Vine. Yeah, like I've been on Vine and I'd seen a couple of your sketches here and there. And I was like, that was, I just knew that you existed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I started vlogging and um, you guys know that daily vlogging is a grind. I, 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 I really do think people... I don't think people really no, actually know. You say that, no one I, will ever understand. I am a I am a very happy person. The first two weeks of daily vlogging, where I had to edit by myself, was the most miserable time of my life. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you go on holiday, 
there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. Made to travel. I have. I remember on day 11, I was like, after like a night of three hours of sleep for the seventh day in a row, I was like, I can't keep living like this. I will. I will run myself into the grave if I keep doing this by myself. So I went and searched for an editor. Mm -hmm. Hayden was like one of the first people that was recommended to me. And I knew I wanted someone that was based in the UK so I could upload footage to them at the end of the day. And since they're eight hours ahead, I wake up in the morning and it's done. I think I was present when that conversation was had. Didn't Jake tell you something about like finding content creator or uh, editors in london was that how you found out or no 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 that, that, that was my idea oh I, I was you told I, jake i told yeah, that's jake. what it was i couldn't i couldn't believe yep. i couldn't believe that the, the the vloggers like uh like casey um roman at the time didn't have editors one and then didn't have an editor who was based uh in a time um uh, what's what am I, what's time zone? It? Time zone that was like ahead of us. Right. Sorry, my brain is. I'm I thought little, you were gonna I'm, say like a land before time. Nah, but like, I'm a little over. Well, I think like that's it. the interesting thing. Like with Casey's content, <laughs> like the quality that he was producing, I don't think anyone could particularly reproduce that. That's that. I asked him why why he didn't yeah. have an editor, and he was that was his uh, his reasoning. Mm-hmm. He was he was afraid to give the control to someone else that's yeah. who, pro- who probably couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. but you're, was, you're like that with the night shift. Yeah? I can't. Nobody else can touch it. I'll give it to people after it's like cut up and shit. But like. How long did it take like you to get Hayden on board with like your comedic like timing and shit like that? You know what I'm saying? Think, oh, I'll answer that. Like it's straight away, Li- right? Instantly, oh, you first, smashed first, bro. Yeah, I sent him a test edit. I sent him, I sent him like an hour of footage. I remember five hours later, he's like, "Here you go." I looked at it. I was like, My "This life. is," I go, "This is <laughs> fucking perfect." I Facetime him. I go. Who are you? Do you have a job? I remember what you said. It was like it was like as if the stars had aligned. No, no, that wasn't it. It was because I lost my job two weeks prior. Yeah. I lost yeah. my job two weeks prior. I'm like, oh shit, I need to find a work. We just got connected through my pri- my previous job's house chef. Knew I got fired. So weird. Told like another company and they were like, okay, let's, let's give this guy to Logan because like you, Jeff was like look, helping you look for someone. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. The wow. stars had literally aligned. Yeah, we got really lucky. And, yeah. and, and you had like an innate talent. And this is one of the things that I describe uh, Hayden. When I describe Hayden, I, I, I say like you have talent. You have a talent. Thank you. You are a talent. And um, I'll say it one more time. You're talented. <laughs> and, Please, why uh, ego can only get so big? Please. <laughs> it's it's gonna get it's gonna get pretty big on this podcast. But uh, I always tell people that Hayden's Hayden's my secret weapon because we'll we'll get into like the tactical uh, way we work together for those of you who are interested. Because like I said, that you are the thing that no one knows about that mm. is like vastly responsible for a lot of my success thank you for that a i thank you Mm. um but you bring you bring a a special something to the table and i guess i just want to pick your brain about yeah i'd love to talk about this i'd love to talk about it it's like i don't even think you realize some of the secret sauce that i throw into your stuff and like i'd love for you to probably have those sort of epiphanies like my god i never realized he did that type of stuff yeah well um those are those are my favorite moments when Mm -hmm. you when you surprise me yeah like i'll I'll give you footage Mm -hmm. but you're uh special the thing that makes you special is your ability to enhance what i'm doing because you have ideas and creative uh strategies of your own mm. example when we made the flat earth documentary 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that was a very long edit. And by the way, if you haven't seen this documentary, fuck you, documentary. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, honestly. It's- I've been running into people in LA and like friends of mine, Jake Paul, I think was one of them. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that they're like, I never even watch a shit. Fuck you, honestly. Mm-hmm. Watch the Flat Earth documentary. It's the most important piece of work we've ever done. Ever. Ever. And we... The only it's the only thing I ever think about. How do we follow up? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm constantly and me and Logan go back and forth on the show all the time. Like how do we do another either mockumentary or another long form piece of content that is fictional or like story driven? Because that shit was probably the most fun mm-hmm. I've ever had in this city since I moved here. Was writing that and acting in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. We finessed that man. That was a, such a fun production. Like the whole squad behind that. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, all the circumstances. Like, it beautiful. was the most fun editing I've ever had because it was it was building that story, especially like we didn't know how it was going to be presented. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what sort of quality production we were, it was going to be. And so like for me, it was, I need to make this the best piece of content on YouTube. And like for now, I see it, despite the fact that not many people see it, it's like the most underrated piece of content <laughs> love, on YouTube. I love when he says not that many people have seen it. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's it's, it has 6.2 million views, which is a lot, but also like this does, this deserves like it deserves so many tw- more. like 20 <laughs> minimum 20 million you know? I, and, and by the way it's uh because it's flat earth yeah. it, it has been buried yeah. youtube yeah, is not a, a fan yeah. of conspiracies like flat earth bro mm-hmm. anything that per- perpetuates like idiocracy like this and because people thought i was a flat earther for the longest well, time yeah but like you you played the game for at least four months oh yeah i said yeah. i said bro and by the way when people were like why do you think the earth is flat? I wanted to, just, I, it was so hard to stay in hiding <laughs> yeah. until this was, was released. But yeah. this scene in particular, mm-hmm. this was not in the script. You sent this to me. I remember you texting me. You're like, Logan, I think I've done something incredible. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I hate not believe you. So this is, this is one like the climax. Yeah. I kissed the girl. Mm. And and discover that oh my god like she's a flat earther, <laughs> I think I might be a flat earther too because I'm in love. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite sequences you've ever done. Inside. Yeah, that'd be good. It is pretty cold. <laughs> it's been fun. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I literally watched it. I was like, oh my God, a plant sprouting. Yeah. A whale. He added the sound effect. It goes, <laughs> and then it zooms out to the flat earth. It's, it took such a, like, such a, like, not that, like, monumental moment and turned it into the most ridiculously <laughs> yeah. over the top. But, but like, that's exactly what it was. Like, when I was editing it, when I drafted it, and I first watched the first draft, and I was like, I didn't get from a storytelling perspective that you got it. But mm, your character mm, didn't mm, get it. Mm, right. And so I, I literally sat there for like a day thinking, how can I uh, emphasize your epiphany, basically? And then I went back on to, let's just say, like, storytelling 101, act one, two, and three. This is the uh, transition into act three, and mm. so you need a big catalytic event to move into act three, and this was the opportunity for that. Mm. And so I needed to emphasize, I needed to triple, I needed to, the buzzword was extra. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was it. Yep, yep, yep. It was, I needed to go 100%, then go up to 300% to really bring in the idea that you suddenly got the epiphany of understanding Flat Earth. Genius. Yeah. Genius moment. Yeah. How do you come up with those moments? 
How, like, because I've seen you've you've done this yeah. hundreds of times mm-hmm. throughout time working together, and I'm always so impressed when you. It's my favorite moments that I have working with you. But again, this is why I say you have talent because you're an extremely creative person. But how, how, where do you find the idea or inspiration for that that uh, something with that much impact? The amount of t- amount of times people have asked me that question, I've replied with one sentence. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You're gonna say that. Yeah, it's it's. it's just, I've been asked it so many times. And I genuinely, I guess it's is it a privilege of the experiences I've had and what I've studied while growing up that suddenly I have that sort of basic understanding, uh, not basic that that sort of understanding. I genuinely cannot answer that question. You also have incredible comedic timing. That's yeah. that's one of your strongest suits, mm. and that's why we work together right off the bat. Because like, I mean, everyone here knows this comedy. There's there's a extremely a particular rhythm. rhythm to it there's a rhythm I, and it's, that, it's, sorry go ahead i was just gonna say and i've and i've watched you edit obviously now for a long ass time and like i i watch you sometimes you go one two cut and yeah. you'll you'll literally like beat it out yeah. in your head yeah it's exactly that there is a rhythm there is that sort of it's it's a drum beat ah that's it well what it is is that when i was growing up my brother was a drummer so and i every and like our house had fin walls so i was always hearing him drumming and for some reason that taught me rhythm that's actually mm. probably why. And so I think it's because of the fact that I actually kind of ended up studying music a lot because of the influence of my brother. I actually managed to pick up that rhythm a lot and I've managed to translate that into comedy. But where do you get that comedy bone <laughs> from? Because you, you're like, you're like, you're like funny. You don't, you don't, you make a lot, a hell of a lot of puns and mm-hmm. you understand jokes. Where yeah. does that come from? Have you always been like a goofy kid? Well, I think uh, it's definitely been comedy's been development on terms of okay like we're already gonna go straight into the deep, the deep end yeah, here yeah. they say some of the saddest people are the funniest i i had a bit of a struggle growing up here and there and i think a lot of that time has been spent because i've then had to then want to not want people to feel as bad as me or how i feel i want people to not feel what it's like inside my head and so i've then started expressing comedy in many ways i that's, I would say genuinely, I think that's probably the, the gist of it on just how I've developed my comedy. I can't really pick out a specific moment, I'm afraid, of where I got comedy. It was just something I picked up, again, just naturally in time. Can I maybe potentially give you uh, a, a talking point? Go ahead. If you're comfortable with it. Go um, ahead. Your mother. Yes. In my uh, digging of like who you are, mm-hmm. I feel like that had a lot to do with who you became and and where some of your comedy may have come from. Yes. So it is the most saddest part of my life is watching my own mother die. Uh, it's, it's a moment where she got unwell, her body wasn't able to handle it, and we all as a family got together, we're in the hospital and turned off the machines, and we watched her body pass. And... That was when I was seven years old, when I had zero conception of what death was. And it then became a massive, and what I said earlier, that became the catalyst into years, tens, more than 10 years of just what the hell just happened. Mm -hmm. And suddenly not having a mother, despite the fact my dad is now happily married and like with the best stepmother I could ever ask for now. But during this time period, this confusion and I would say put me in this survival mode mm-hmm. where basically I became alienated from everything. I didn't know 
who I was anymore. I didn't know what I was going to be during this entire life. And I was made fun of at school for my mum passing. And there was this one bully. I genuinely don't remember his name. Thank fucking God. A <clears> week, <throat> two weeks after she passed away, we're back at school. He comes up to me and my brother. Oh, so your mum dead? Mum's dead now. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was a bit of a bitch there, wasn't she? Oh, my God. And this is when we're seven oh years old. God. And my brother's like, I think, 12, I suspect. Wow. And it's just... My brother beat the shit out of him. But uh, it's... <laughs> but it's... That is definitely a big moment that I have to say we're still trying to figure out in my own therapy at the moment of how much did that, my mum passing away, influence how much of a difficult childhood I got where I was in survival mode for my entire childhood growing up where I failed to develop a lot of social skills Mm. where it's... Like, have you guys noticed when you guys are all hanging about and like having a laugh, do you notice that sometimes I kind of just phase out? Yeah, absolutely. I actually really, really appreciate that you have noticed that because I, I, I think I'm invisible some of the times. It's because in terms of a lot of social societal rules, I just don't get it because I haven't really learned it because my entire childhood I was just surviving in a way. Mm. And, but the... Con- but what's good about that is it gave me privilege of time. I spent a lot of time with myself. Majority of my time, I was by myself with a computer, going onto YouTube when it first came around, mm. going onto X, Y, and Z, whatever websites. And then what that then meant is, oh, YouTube, this looks fun. This looks like a really good place for me to express myself. And I started making videos because of that. Mm. It's There was a time when I wanted to be a creator in front of the camera. I, I really wanted to be for many years, and some like I've I've privated a lot of those videos now, but because they are awful. But good God, <laughs> there was a time where I wanted to be the creator. I wanted to be like one of the biggest creators ever, and that's actually one of the reasons why I'm really happy with the relationship we've got. Because I don't think you know this: the dream that I had when I was growing up, I've lived through you. Mm. So that's why that's another reason why I'm grateful for working with you is because you, in a way gave me an opportunity to achieve the dream that I've wanted. Mm, mm, mm. And the best bit is, since I kind of like being by myself, I am very much potentially the most introverted person you might ever know. And it's great because I didn't get the benefits of the success, but then if I don't want attention, I can go hide away. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I'm afraid, it's a shame that you probably don't have that. I'm also, I'm, I would say an extrovert. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love people. I, yeah. like, bro, we went to Target to get gifts the other days for mm-hmm. some kids. And I'm literally, because I don't go out much or like in stores, but like when I do, I I talk to everyone I see. I go, good I go, fucking I go, god, lady, how you doing, lady, how you doing? Some some I was like, hey, how are you? Merry Christmas. She's like, happy holidays. I was like, where are you from? She's like, South Africa. I was like, my crush lives in South Africa. That's crazy. <laughs> She's like, what does she look like? I was like, brown hair. She's like, I think it's my niece. And That's then we my got, niece. We got how the fuck do you do that? Sorry, I, I don't. I, I I genuinely love people. It's part of the reason I love this podcast. Like, yeah. I, I love I love I love people, and I love gauging. Uh, reactions. Yeah. Because how many people come up to you during the day? Like you do this too. You go up to strangers and be like, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I, I love throwing people off guard in a positive way yeah. and, and trying to just like make them smile. I that think it's because your relationship, me. your relationship with yourself is intact too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, we were talking about with Peter in our, our last podcast. It's like, you have that confidence in yourself and you're not, you know, thinking about yourself mm-hmm. or like, you know, trying to like trip yourself up you're completely operating in the world around you so i think that self-love reflects with how you love other people and interact that's 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 a problem i cannot comprehend that 
Mm. I cannot comprehend engaging another human unless there's a genuine reason why we should have a conversation. I won't talk to you. That's crazy. Because, bro, you're you're like a you're an amicable, friendly dude. It's not. It's like, and mm. I, I like maybe it's because I know you, but yeah. I I often ask myself um, what I would do if someone approached me like I approach people, right? Mm. Just like, uh, and I usually lead with this. I'll be like, "Hey, so how you been?" And they're like, what do you mean? We've never been since one, whatever. And if I did that to you and I didn't know you, I can imagine you'd be like, oh, pretty good. No, I'll blank. Really? I'll blank. If a stranger came up to you and just... I, it, it, it would be panic. Is, is this part of the reason why you like editing? Because like I said, the 13 days that I was editing the vlogs mm -hmm. by myself, it was the most miserable of my life. And I like, I like, like editing and I can do it. But it is, it is painstaking for me. And wow. a lot of people think that. I think what it is, and it's definitely my relationship with editing, because I have the footage, I'm not talking to anyone, I'm on my own. Like, I cannot have someone over my shoulder editing. We've done that before while I've moved here. And I think you've realized I'm sweating when you're <laughs> over my shoulder editing. I'm sweating my balls off because it's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. But with editing for me, it's like, I'm on my own. Mm. I have this and now this is my world, yeah. and I can now make it whatever well, I want it's also, it to be. It's also predictable for yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what a lot of people that you know struggle with social anxiety or any kind of like depression or anxiety, they fall in love with something that's predictable. They can guarantee the results each yes. and every time. Yes. The one, the one thing I was going to say on that social front and you know like people like all three of us on the show that just walk up, I talk to every single fucking person I walk past, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The, the one thing I notice, even on days, and this goes to anybody out there that, that deals with anxiety, social anxiety, any kind of general anxiety, or for you even, if you simply go out and find a way to smile at people, I have found that smiling is the largest icebreaker in the entire world. Truth. <laughs> you smile, they smile. Unless you, unless you run into an asshole, which you will, which you will, trust me, especially in this day and age. But the, the people ask me all the time, like, how do you succeed in business? How do you succeed in women with women? This and that probably my number one tactic is always smiling and always exuding positive energy. You're, when you walk into a room, you're a big smiler all the time. Yeah. Not as much on the show because like, I'm, I'm just like relaxing in, but like, in Hawaii is a good example. Constantly. Mike, Mike's walking by every, both of us. Just like, Hey, how you doing? Enjoy your vacation. <laughs> we, we'd say to a lot of people, we'd go, they'd walk past us and be like, Hey, hope you're enjoying your stay here. At the Thanks, for Maui. <laughs> Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for staying with us. And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But they'll laugh, These but they'll laugh working. and they'll just be like, what are you, wait, 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 where are you guys going? Bro, you guys what, are fun. We like you. One, <laughs> one guy was uh, uh, laying on his, uh, on his little cot and he was reading a book that said uh talking Talk to, to strangers, strangers. <laughs> and i go i go up to him I'm like sorry i'm so sorry i see you're reading a book called talking to strangers so hi <laughs> and he's like whoa wow <laughs> the next day we come back past him and we're like how's the book going he goes i switched it to a different one <laughs> we like ruined his experience yeah, i don't want to talk to strangers anymore <laughs> no because i guess we weren't the only people that came up to him and pulled oh. that same kind of prank <laughs> oh my god i love that but uh yeah is is have you said this you've said this to me before i think is editing to you like watching a TV show? Yes. Like, well, a, well, I, like I, like I just don't. Hayden, all right. Picture yourself as a person looking at what you do. Mm -hmm. To give context, this man will sit locked in a cave for ten to eighteen hours a day, uh. looking at a screen, moving his fingers around and making cuts and and compiling this perfect uh, puzzle. 
that is not a thing most people desire to do or find joy or pleasure in. Mm. I'm wondering like how how you do it, how you get through it. I I think you what you said earlier is like this is my TV, this is my video games, this is my thing. Editing is my entertainment. Mm. I find that it is, like I said, it is constructing that world. It's that predictability, as you said. It's that control. It's that I know exactly what it is that's happening next. And I am entertained by the decisions that I have to make. Mm. Uh, it's me and my brain having a conversation. We should do this. This doesn't work. We should do this. That works. Great. I feel uh, dopamine hit. Go again. Find the next cut that makes works. Great. That's another dopamine hit. It's like mm. inception. It's like inception for you. You're building yeah. out a world that you have imagined. And yeah. it's, it's it's actually funny because earlier, like a few minutes ago, you said that there were times in your life where you wanted to be a creator. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that separates you from other editors in the YouTube game is that you actually are a creator in your mm. own right. You yeah. just are in front of the camera. Yeah. And so while that is the most powerful thing that YouTube has ever seen from an editing standpoint, when you get someone like you involved, it has also been one of the biggest detriments <laughs> to the projects for this camp. Because when usually when you have an editor and Logan says, cut this, the editor's like, all right, it's cut. Job done. Here's the new, here's the new work. And v- what? V2, V10. Sometimes Logan says, cut this. And Hayden says, Hey, is why I don't think we should cut that, mate. Yep, yep. And so, it's, and, and, I, and it's I've been, the most polite fuck you, actually. It gets progressively less polite. Like, bro, like you, I, I, I have a like an like a, a tank of patience, and after a while, usually after three asks, then we start going like this, and yeah, we'll get yeah. into a, a massive fight that we had last month. Yeah, we'll get there, bro. There's so much unpack here, and by the way, I'm really enjoying this podcast, and yeah. I'm really excited for everything else that we're about to say. <laughs> but um, I love this. Yeah, this we. I'll give Hayden a note and he'll be like, mate, I don't think it's a good idea. And here's why. Here's why. It removes a lot of the buildup that was very (laughs) important in act three of this vlog. And we're just like, yo, it's a seven minute fucking vlog. I'm just like, cut the fucking content, Hayden. What the fuck's the hold up? I need this shit out so we can film the next fucking piece, Hayden. And he's like, mate, what you don't understand is there's a very romantic buildup between Logan and the mountain bikes he's buying at Target. I'm like, no, it's fucking not. Everything has a relationship. And sometimes you want to cut that relationship of that problem. It's like, no, Fuck you! The joke's not gonna land if that's cut. Like, <laughs> yeah, we go back and forth on a lot of uh, on a lot of uh, editing and storytelling yeah. techniques uh, because I I don't know if a lot of people also realize the amount of storytelling ability that we have done and are capable of doing. Yeah, like especially in our recent content with. Um, Gucci face Jacob, mm-hmm. uh, the, the love story. That was, Bang, that was a really banger. fun and challenging one. Yep. Like it was, it was for me that went through three different iterations before I figured out how to tell that story. And then of course, I then had the epiphany of actually using Polish music uh, from the Polish composer Chopin. Yep. And it just set the tone perfectly for how we wanted to represent and characterize uh, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm not going to play a clip. I just wanted to pull that up. But yeah, this is uh, a lot of our recent content. You know, this we're trying to be a little more, uh, uh, focus, focus on quality yeah. And, yeah. And, not, and not quantity yeah. um, <laughs> what? this 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 uh, piece of content in particular <laughs> I remember the subtitles for it <laughs> was my like writing those subtitles and like the three of us like collaborating on the writing of those subtitles was one of the funniest things I've done here Ever. like literally it was so funny like trying to come up with what we thought he was hey, saying it's just kind of sad of course, like I had it the best time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> when I touched your nipple. I mean, that's an, he actually said he that. He actually said that yeah. one. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was editing with Hayden, and I was after my workout, so I was shirtless. And he goes, hey, Logan, thank you for everything. And he reaches over, and he goes, I touched your nipple. <laughs> the point is, look how happy I am, bro. <laughs> we were having so much fun with this. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> we go back and forth on one, uh, I'll get tactical for a second, one technique. Mm-hmm. Kill your da darlings. Absolutely. You oh hate my that. God. You hate this. It's, oh my it's, God. It's been heard it's so been many thousands times, of times. So, so like, first times. of all, I will address, address the hypocrisy to it a lot. Like, well, let's give context. So, yes. so there's a technique in storytelling and uh, content called kill your darlings. So the saying is the thing that you love most in your project that you've just made sometimes might have to go no matter how much you love it kill your dar darlings i mean the best example would be and like the way that's how i was taught it imagine you've made like a a million dollar film and you spent quarter of that budget on one shot yeah and then you and like this is great and like at the time the, sh the feeling is great but then when you get it in the edit and the shot doesn't work yep. it's gonna fucking hurt yep. but you're gonna have to cut it yeah. And there has been many times, many clashes we've had when like, I've sent you an edit and you've gone, well, hold on, where the fuck is this scene? I'm yeah. like, no, shit, it's gone. Yeah. And, we, and, then, it's like, and, and then we didn't have a discussion about it. 90% of the time I win. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. And, and, and by the way, it's, it's like, I, I'm not the boss who's like, no, it's, I surround myself with people who contribute to my creativity. How mm. has, that, has that sharpened you? Do you feel like oh, when yeah. you're actually going yeah. out oh, and creating bro. the next wave? Yeah. We've both how, how has that influenced you? We both made each other so much better, bro. Yeah. Go to the first vlog that he edited and go mm. to like a recent project. It is, it is night insane. And, night and day. Yeah. How far we've grown together. Yeah. Just like pushing each other to do better and better and better. Mm. Um, even like kill your darlings. Like at first, you know, this, I, I hated that. I'm like, why would, yeah. if you, if it's great and it's awesome, leave it in. Yeah. But, but recently, um, I, I, especially with the the Maverick documentary, mm. I just I slashed everything that I loved. It was the one time when the roles were reversed. Yeah. Where? Oh yeah. So originally the Maverick, so the Maverick documentary that we released is just under forty minutes. The original draft was an hour and twenty minutes. Yep. Yep. An hour and twenty minutes of well, really fucking fantastic content, but then. Yeah, we had a very, very interesting bit where it could have turned into a fight. A really bad fight. I think I think we should address it now. So, yeah. Um, well, I think if we're getting into that, I need to get a whiskey. First. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Yo, shit's gonna get interesting. So I, I, I need to get tipsy. I love this. I love this. This is. This, I remember yeah. when I first started working with Hayden. We met in Paris. And he would just walk around with whiskey. I was like, what are you doing, bro? He's like, it's whiskey. We drink it all the time. They did it on Jordy's show, too. <laughs> it's so funny. I, mean, I think it's a. I think it's like a British thing or like a yeah. European whiskey, thing. Whiskey brings out some great moments. I, I don't want to spoil it. Are we, we're probably going to talk about some whiskey adventures later, huh? If anyone else is having a drink watching this, <laughs> cheers, boys. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Pull up a drink with Hayden. But uh, So this, this, this is a documentary that we released a week before my fight that I lost. <laughs> and <laughs> it's called the Maverick. Nice job with that, by the way. You said it so like clearly, not lost by points, not right. lost by deductions. Yeah. That was that was it's, actually it, good. You passed the denial stage. Cool. Now, now you're in grieving. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Nah, nah, he's not, not he's, yet. In, he's in what's called chilling. Yeah. Yeah. He's in chilling stage. <laughs> um, this is this is this is probably the best piece of content we've we've ever put out. Mm. This is yeah. the most vulnerable, real. A concise story we've ever made mm. and like you said the first draft was an hour and 20 minutes yeah and i i shopped it around and I, the general note was it was too long now there's a lot to unpack here mm -hmm. you and i 
had to painstakingly work together to cut this down. You wanted to keep it long. I was like, yo, we can't. Are we can't. keeping this generic top level? It was yes. too long? We're not saying what, what it was too long we, with? Uh, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll give context. Yeah. So I was, I was dating uh, Chloe at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, she, she did a sit-down interview, mm-hmm. but we did not put it in out of respect for Chloe. However... The girl is a fucking wizard with words. She mm. understands oh, and knows just... me pro- more than anyone ever. And her her talking head quite quite literally made the film. Yes, <laughs> absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is literally a eight minute sequence where she talks about you and your journey of what you've had that entire year, and and then I like and I like and then and cut it with like B roll in context to what she was talking about. And it was the hardest thing to cut that entire sequence. Yeah. Because I, I, it is like, now that things have calmed down, yes, I agree that it should have been cut in respecting her privacy and the fact that she's no longer related to you. Mm. It's, it's no point pulling off that bandaid and mm. hurting her. I agree with that. But now, but it was literally a point where we got so heated because I wanted to keep this sequence because for me, it was, it defined your journey. Yeah. It contextualized everything of what you had during the year of 2018. Which, would, just to give context, this would, this film is about uh, Tokyo, what happened there, and then the way I tried to bounce back, which was through boxing, and yeah. and and it goes all the way up to the draw. The way you did bounce back, you didn't. Yeah. You, you did bounce back. To, Thanks. To, to me, yeah. for me, the way I prioritized, and I don't even think you realize this, the boxing was the B plot. Facts. Yeah. Facts. And Facts. It's, and it's, that was the B plot. That was the, okay, things got a little bit slow and a bit too emotional. Let's throw in a boxing montage. Yep. Cool. Yep. Great. But then what we did is essentially cut the entire A plot. And I think it is because if we want to talk about your journey in 2018 and how you responded to Tokyo and Japan, do we have that position to be telling that story or does this need to be someone outside? Mm. And that's something we... It's, it's That is a... A great question that I wrestled with so much because in many ways, if it's coming out of our camp, there's a chance it would appear biased Yeah, because we are making it, we're controlling the message. But also... It was emotional as fuck. All all we do is create. It's it's all we we know. (laughs) And in order to put out the best story possible, I believe we were the only right people to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I, and to that I do agree, because during that year, like, here's, here's the thing that I don't think, again, many people realize. So you publicly got destroyed online yep. when all of that went down. Yep. But you had the privilege of, since you're a very valuable person to a lot of people, a lot of people stayed with you. Mm. For me, a humble little editor like me, who hasn't really got that much value in staying friends, I lost everything. I had many friends. I had many people who believed in me. I had many people who were happy for this job that I was doing. Many people were wanting to work with me and things like that. And I had great friends and I was the happiest I'd ever been. And then one day when I was in Paris, New Year's Eve editing that video, and then of course it ended the fallout afterwards, gone in a blink. People who I believe to be some of my closest friends I have not spoken to since. And other ones who were brave enough were furious. Mm. I had friends who punished me. Mm. Really traumatizingly punished that I do not even have the confidence to talk about now. And I was on my own for the entire year. 
the only friend I had was my girlfriend who even at the time we even had ups and downs and our relationship was over during that period as well and then the only other friend I could confine with was my housemate who because of it she fucking hated me as well and she was stuck with me mm. for an entire year because she can get herself out of the lease and whatever and then I had friends who were stuck with me out of obligation and I knew they were friends of me out of obligation because they were yeah. also friends of the housemate and that torture of truly being on my own then led to me expressing everything in that documentary focusing on that A plot mm. because I finally had that opportunity to express and it was the most cathartic experience I've ever had in my entire life. Mm. It was incredible. I remember drafting, let's just say, the Chloe sequence, that whole eight-minute sequence where it just everything made perfect sense. I fell on the floor crying because of, <laughs> like, I finally managed to express myself. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then I think the biggest thing about it was if I didn't have the opportunity to creatively express myself, I would not be here. Mm. So... As in, in contextualizing that, I wanted to be as a friend to Andy for his wedding. I wanted to be there for you for the fight. And in, in my mind, there was nothing else left. My life is ruined. Everything is over. It's time to go. And I knew exactly what to do. And I planned to do it on like August 27th, two days after your fight. I was, that was it, gone. And then literally you called me up August 27th or 28th or whatever. And it's like, hey, I want you to edit this. Because at the time, I thought you were going to edit it. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to be editing this. And, like, and, I, and I, it was another project that I was like, oh, I was, I'm not going to be able to express it. Because mm -hmm. like, you edited the Be Here Tomorrow video. I wasn't emotionally ready at the time. Mm -hmm. But there was definitely, I apologize, you probably never knew, there's some oh. resentment in the fact that you edited it. Mm -hmm. But again, I wasn't emotionally ready to edit that. But it was the fact that I edited this film genuinely saved my life. Wow. And that's why I was so passionate in not removing the footage and the content that saved my life. Mm. And it took me a lot of heart and a lot of just courage courage to accept that as of now, that story is not going to be told. Mm. And the reason why I changed my mind is no one's really going to get the story that I told as much as I do. And so if I send this out, if we send that video out, people are going to be like, I didn't really get this bit. Or I didn't really get that bit. I got it. Mm. And so <clears throat> I think it's kind of better that it's not been out now because there was some hard cuts and there was some shots or moments where I throw you under the fucking bus in what we cut. And it was like, that was my emotional expression into mm. that. And I think, yeah, it's, I don't think many people would get it was a bit too pretentious, basically, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it was pretentious, a bit too up my own ass, but I'm happy that I managed to express myself. And I can still watch it. <clears throat> if I feel down, if I feel confused, I can still watch it and mm. I can still go, mm. Hayden, you're really fucking good at what you're doing. You've still got a really fucking good future. Who gives a shit if no one's going to see this? You've done fucking great. Yeah. And you've got a great future. Just keep staying here. Yeah. First off, your self-awareness is improving vastly, especially all of ours are. But like, it's cool to to watch this evolution that is mm. Hayden Hillier Smith. Um, because for me, you're right, I got fucking destroyed publicly, but my friends all had my back, mm -hmm. and I almost wonder if it'd be worse if 
It was the opposite, which is what you experienced. It is. Which is which where, where your friends left you and betrayed you and you you had nothing. I was and completely on my own. For yeah. me, my uh opportunity to redeem myself and make a comeback and I change who I was, which is the shell of where this new tree has had to start, was through boxing mm. and, and continuing to make uh quality videos. For you, your therapeutic redemption was this documentary absolutely so when i was asking you to make cuts i knew how much that hurt you because this was your you said this film saved your life this is your this is your child this was my baby this is your baby and i'm here like yo unfortunately like chloe she can't she can't be she can't be in it like i said that so (laughs) many times like she just she just can't and it's 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 too long and to uh get to the climax of this story hayden and i had the most volatile almost violent relationship we've ever had we've gotten in tiffs before this was insane you you i love the fact you called it a tiff so i'll always i'll always remember the day (laughs) sorry for interrupting where where it had been boiling and boiling and boiling and you guys had been going back and forth on phone calls emails and and it, it it had become a daily thing that logan would come up to me and be like i'm at the end of my fucking rope here dude i'm at the end of it dude. mike, mike I is the, I was the, ready the, the, prob- the problem solver so I, he, he, because it, I, I could not deal with hayden anymore so i'd send mike and he I, goes he goes it's over he goes we have to fucking solve this or we have to bring somebody else in and every day i would say i i understand his pain i get it I, let me talk to him and i and i told him i told logan every time i talked to him i said i'm at a three today with him the next two days later i said i went to a five today with him and i always remember the day i went to a nine i was walking around in the front of the house with you i was on the phone with you and i said hayden we have reached a point where i'm going to give you a direct order now you need to remove the footage and i need v3 in the in our inbox in the next three hours if you do not provide that footage, your relationship with Maverick will no longer exist. Yep. And the the feeling of having to say that and hearing the pain in your voice when you responded to that statement, I'll always remember. What did I say? You said so- something along the lines of you just don't understand what this means to me. And you literally, you, I, you literally start, you start crying. And by the way, you, you don't know this and no one in, in this room knows this, but I started crying like a little oh, bit. I, I was able to contain it because I had to, but I, I'll always remember that day because I was walking out front and I said, yo, this fucking piece means everything to this kid. He has put his soul, mm-hmm. his little soul into this piece. And here I am taking it down to a tactical, to a business level because we have to. Because we have to, we need to get this out. It was, a, it was in a way, it was a marketing piece for it, the fight. It was, yeah. it was, it was, a, it was one week before the fight. That was the other thing. I'm in fight camp, bro. I'm ready to. I am ready to kill people. Your testosterone I, bro, is on the fucking high. high is, you are a fucking nightmare to work with, and your oh, testosterone I know, is on I know. Oh, the worst. Jesus the worst. Christ. Bro, the worst. The worst. Yeah. I also, I, I had a, I had a call with you. Yep. Yeah, I remember that too. I don't want to steal. It's your. Yeah. You did this, but we, you and I worked on this from. Day well, one. Yeah. Also, yeah. Literally let's, let's, day not, one. let's not forget yeah, how yes. how big yeah. of a part is, you played. This is your project as much as it is mine. Well, and and that's where I could relate to you, and I think yeah. that's where I could like I helped you kind of walk off the cliff. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Mm. bro, let's not forget this is still an, an amazing piece. So what you so, sent to me, so and I was like, let's just let's 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 look at it. Let's yeah. let's at least give it a try. And and you came out of the woods and so, you did it. Uh, there it there was, was even a moment when we first drafted it. What I had because uh, I, I was with you. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is. I feel like this needs to be kept. I was on your side for the yeah, majority of yeah. it. 
But it was like, I even remember when we first drafted it, like back in November of last year, you had to call me up because I was like having a vote of, uh, when I, was, I got no, I, did, I lost all my confidence and you called me up and like, I'm fucking tired of your bullshit, Mo, bro. <laughs> and it was like, the, like, you, like, and like I, I, I talked in, to you in up, a nice, I like, in a nice I, way. I helped you because I think from the moment that you and I met, like you said, there was tension between us. Cause but yeah, I always I had, saw I, had, you, I gave you undeserved resentment and whatnot because it was like yeah you got, yeah it's, I, ne- it was, I never it, took it was anything personal I saw why it was there and I think I I always saw you anytime you kind of slipped into that negative like self deprecating talk yeah I would just I would just help you understand your value and who you were which is what and so I think important. that always like turned turns you back on to realize oh wait no I'm here for a reason this is like I'm doing this for a reason I think ultimately what you talk about when you say like you know when you were like right around the time when you decided that, yo, I might not, I don't want to be around anymore. Mm. Like, I think that's huge for friends to, to find people that are in that kind of struggle and do anything you can to remind them of why they're here, why they're, why they're talented. What, what about them is good. It's that's not, always going to help pull somebody out of those, what, those what sucks. And it's really hard to say is that what you had to do was tough love. Yeah, what you sure. might have to do too, yeah. was tough love. Bro, I remember I sent Mike a text once. I was like, "Hey, man, if I kill Hayden now, is that a crime of passion?" <laughs> <laughs> is it, I have like, crime of passion. I think the max is like two, three years. Yeah, yeah. I think you're all right. <laughs> but bro, I was so upset, and it took. Every, I was the, ready to fight you. Well, well, yeah. I was convinced I was going to beat your ass. <laughs> I was that passionate. <laughs> well, well, you did and that one time. Seen the slap. Yes. We've yes. seen him slap him, yeah. and, and that slap represented so many. Let's kill your up. darling. I so have, many fucking. I I didn't want to cut this facts, too. Facts. Let me oh, contextualize okay. this. I've had two years of therapy. Incredible progress. Incredible things. Incredible self discoveries. None of it is comparison to this fucking slap. <laughs> So, so this was this is for our slap documentary. I was gonna go to Russia to enter the World Championship slapping contest, and I figured I'd I'd get the weakest person in the room. Oh my just god! Just to slap me in the face you, as practice. Well, that, that was just what I said. I was like, I think for practice, I should get the weakest person in the room. Hayden, that's obviously you. Little did I know, every time, every note I've ever given him was boiled up into this hand. Big mistake. Look at Spencer and Mike. <laughs> Look at Spencer. I was eating food. I'm like, this is not going to be like anything serious. I'm like, holy fuck. Dude. Look at Logan's face right now. Yo. He's gone, dude. He's not Doesn't there. Doesn't know what planet he's, he's not on. there. I, it, that is... That is the exact feeling I felt when I got hit with 10-ounce gloves in the fight. Fu- Wait, really? Play a, little bit, play a little bit more. Just a little bit more. <laughs> You're gone. Dude, that hurts so bad. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I have been waiting for that moment for two and a half years. Oh so my god. god! I think that saved years on your life because yeah. I think that moment is it that moment that you really actually like questioned it was that going to pl- Russia. It was. I think it was that plus hitting the other guy. Like those two. He's like I felt what it was okay, like to yeah, get yeah, hit, right. and I felt like it, what it was like to hit. And those two things combined, right? Like, push yeah. you out of the yeah. fucking... I, I'm sorry, I need to see this one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Bro. The, the, the fact that I get just the biggest 
dopamine hit every time I see that. <laughs> just says a lot about our relationship. That it makes me happier every time I see so that. So if you ever wonder what it's like here at Maverick Camp, we just love each other. So <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Mac too, because Mac went behind you to catch you in case you got oh knocked out. Oh my god, I, just I didn't even notice that. Oh, look Mac at his hand. Mac. Look at this. Yeah, he was ready. Oh like, my god, and, that's and he what wasn't he did? going to at first. He's like, he's like, I don't, I'm gonna trust that Hayden could yeah. do this. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. Do you see his Mac's face? Yeah, he's just <laughs> like, I'm ready for you, bro. <laughs> Mac was the only one who knew what was about to happen. Mac yeah, knew. Mac trusted me. He knew that I was gonna beat the fucking shit out of you. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know, bro. And, and then, so before the fight, when we were trying to finish this Maverick doc, we were locked in a room together for five hours a day, oh. just making cuts. I remember, bro. You would be for for. Probably like five days in a row, I'd find you just like sitting out back by a log. The log, or like uh, it was like always in the, the corner log. of the house with your head down. And I, would <laughs> also shout out to Andre. Andre also helped me out at one point as well when yeah. I was like at the lowest point where I was ready to quit right there and then. And Andre came and said like, "Hey, like this is gonna be okay." I, I and I, I was like, you said something like that. Logan's promising to compromise, and there was a few compromises <laughs> that we did make. And like Andre also pulled me out. And this is why I'm very appreciative of being here and living here now. For an entire year, I was on my own, completely on my own emotionally. And I regret not coming here sooner because we had the opportunity for me to move here yep. significantly sooner. Yep. And it's great that now already I'm here with friends who are ready to hold my hand and pull yeah. me out on my tough days. That's, because, absolutely. again, it's, like, it's clearly established, especially with the mum passing and struggle childhood, Depression is a thing that I'm never, ever going to get rid of. It's here with me forever. And I, I wouldn't say that. I, w I okay. would say, you know, you're, I would acknowledge the fact of how many strides you've made. Oh, my yeah. God. And, yeah. I, and I, would, I would say this is proof that you've had family all around you since day one. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, like, when you, when you come across those people, those friends that are there in the easy times, and then when some shit happens in your life and they leave... Like to all those people, you know, with all with all due respect, but but fuck all of them. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, like, I knew yeah. that was coming. Don't give them. I think it's it's just proof. Like I I had that. I think all of us probably did. Where we we came came to help out Logan, and I didn't realize. Like I, I didn't realize what that was gonna do. Oh my like, God, I no, had people, and which I've never even opened up, up about this, but I had people for my documentary, like say. No, I'm I'm not going to be in it anymore. Oh my God. Like still, like I, two months ago when oh I was on tour, God. I had people find out that I'm I'm on the podcast, and they're like, No, 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 I'm not going to do it. Like you're you're working with Logan. Oh my God! And now I'm at the point now <laughs> where I'm like, This is my family. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm not. I don't give a fuck about those people. Yeah. They're fake, you yeah. know, and they're not. They don't deserve to be in my film. So I think it's the same thing with you. Like yeah. you found family. You yeah. found a place to grow. You found a place to plant yourself. Right? Yeah, I have. I have foundation of people. That's what I call it. You guys are a foundation, and to 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 help me <clears throat> and support me, and to make sure I don't fall deeper. And therefore, that foundation means I can continue building more levels and a higher rise of my life. Yeah, that, that was a that was a learning experience for me, having to manage the situation in managing mental. <laughs> I wouldn't call it mental. I mean, I can call it mental yeah, illness. Yeah. It comes it, with it. Uh, a mental illness or some sort of level of breakdown in the workplace. So you, you've got a tactical business goal that needs to be fucking hit. 
and you've got a close friend that's dealing with a demon that you've probably dealt with at some point in your life. And you're and you're weighing these two things out. And I'm seeing Hayden for days at a time in the backyard. And one 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 part of me wants to go up to him and be like, bro, I know where you're at. I've been there. Like, I know the demons that you're dealing with. I, I, like, let me help you. And the other one is saying, I need you to get the fuck up and go edit this fucking doc <laughs> before it's before there's nothing left to edit. And we all and we all stop. Right. Yeah, maybe just I don't know. Just, man. Just, just please take it easy on the whiskey. I'm, I'm serious, please. So, so can we talk about this? Do you want to hit? Oh my god! Wait, I, 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 we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. But, but you're, you're it was right. a lesson. It was a lesson yeah. for me to. It, hey, let me, let me, no, I, I said it. No, I, but, I'm gonna no, have a sip. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm gonna have a sip in a minute. In a minute, I'm just gonna put it down. Oh, okay. That's what you yeah, did. Like. Cheeky little shit. <laughs> cheeky little shit. <laughs> Uh, I, I I learned a lot from this whole experience too because um, I was telling them so normally like you see how I I deal with people like it's, it's it's pretty like like I'm not good at sugarcoating anything I'm getting a lot a lot lot better I, but, I work but, with I work with Logan and th- this is stuff that we'll never probably talk about maybe if, when we do my episode at that one special time but we work together quite a bit on making you a better leader, communicator, a better, a better yeah, communicator, I, a better manager, how, how to deliver messages in a way that people will receive them. Cause yep. no, cause yo, you know this, if something's wrong with me, tell me it don't mm. like yo lo, like yo, you look ugly right now. Yo, th- that was cringe. You're acting like a child, whatever. I, and I'm like, bet. Got it. Next. Not everyone's like that. And you're not, mm. you're really not. Yeah. And, uh, so that week I, it was a, uh, a testament of my evolution when I said to the boys, I said, I got to be honest, guys, I'm handling this Hayden situation. I am. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, I, was, I, I was proud. of you. I too. am handling this Hayden situation as best as I possibly can. I didn't I didn't flip. I didn't mm-hmm. uh, crack the whip. Um, and, and, and I remember a moment just to close up this this portion of it where you uh, you talked to me. We were talking to the love sacks and <laughs> regarding the Maverick documentary. I was like, yo, we got to cut Chloe. And you're like, in that case, I need you to sign this. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he whipped out. Got it. Wow. Oh, you still got it. A, letter, a laminated, laminated letter of resignation on yeah. the project. He goes, I'm not quitting Maverick Media. I'm quitting the project. Yeah. And so I go, I go, Hayden, can you even do, do you that? Under, do you understand? You have worked on this documentary for, for probably collectively 500 hours. It, an insane amount of time. The past year and a half of your life has been devoted to this thing. And right now, a week and a half out, you're, you you want to quit? And I go, I go, Hayden, you know I love you, bro. This is why I love you, because you're passionate about the things <laughs> Facts, you do. Yes. Yeah. But this is stupid. Yeah. This this is a <laughs> silly move. I said, I said, this is what pride looks like. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, tangible version of pride. It says, Dear Logan Paul, I'm writing to notify you that I'm resigning from my position as editor for The Maverick, a documentary about the fall of Logan Paul with Maverick Media effective immediately. I appreciate the creative opportunities I've been given during my time working on the project. I wish you and the documentary the best of success with the company's intended version. If circumstances were to change where creative vision is realigned, this res- resignation will become void. This is not a resignation of my employment to Logan Paul and Maverick Media, but a resignation to The Maverick, a documentary about the fall of Logan Paul. Very sincerely, Hayden Hillier Smith. And there's a spot for him to sign it as yeah. well at the bottom. And, and so... Very and so Logan, by the way, yeah, very professional. And so, by the way, I did Google resignation letter. Actually, <laughs> it's a template. <laughs> laminated it. It's a template. But it goes. So this goes to Logan, and he sits on it for a couple hours or whatever, and then it comes to me, and I'm like, I'm reading it, and I and I remember when I got to the eight with you that day. One of the things I said was. You do not have the option to resign from this project. You have the option to resign from this job. Yeah, because because you, yeah. you're not. A fr- I, I hit you yeah. with that too once because you're not a freelance editor. Yeah, you, you like work for the employed. company. So it's like it's like 
I love you. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's like you either quit or I, or, or edit is, the project. Here is the thing that made this the most unhealthy, I would say. It was the realization that if I lost this job, I would go back to the UK because you also hold the power to my visa. <laughs> oh, wow. I, f- and, I, I forgot about that. And, and-, and that's what made this really difficult for me because I that, that then meant that you had the power. And that's why I did that. Wait, is it because I sponsored you? Yeah, you he's like the me. Donald Trump if, in the situation. I'm afraid to yeah. say. I'm afraid to say, Logan. As like as far as I know, if I lose this job, I'm going home. Deported. Whoa. So it was that's like a, actually horrible it, for you. It was so, like a, I, I feel so bad. And so that oh is why. So that is why in the letter I specifically say I'm saying in Maverick Media. <laughs> Look how clear it is. Not my employer. Is that is that is that true? Yeah. I believe that so. is. Yeah. That for is for and for so, how long? For how long does he is he fucking? forced to work I'm, here I'm with, I'm, with, I'm with you for at least another two years you're but, stuck with me for another two yes! years <laughs> but the, the messed up part of it is it's it's a trade-off and a balance of power in a way too because while you are an employee the thing that logan i'm sure has said to you in so many words you aren't exactly losable yeah. Was, you're, you're, so you're so you hold you're not exactly qu- especially quickly mm. replaceable and so you that's what i would say my my mentor once said that everybody's replaceable just some people are extremely difficult to, to replace, replace. Yes. Yes. you don't that. want you don't yeah. want anybody to have an ego and you got to admit i am replaceable but some people are really fucking yeah. so, so it's so true and when you look at like the the corporate world that i that i come from when you find a really 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 good employment and they throw a fit mm. and you're like yo Fuck this dude. This dude's <laughs> fired. Pack your shit, clean your desk out, and then you think to yourself, you're like, fuck. Like, what does he I do? I have to go back to HR now and start hunting. By the way, a hunt which costs a lot of money to yeah. do. And Thou- tens loss. and tens of thousands of dollars to find a replacement. A replacement which you then have to onboard, train, in the hope that yeah. they are half as good as the person that you got rid yeah. of. And that is yeah. why me and Logan's clash was so hostile. It's he can't lose me. And I can't lose this job. And there is that two big prides and two things that we both firmly believe in. I think two things that we both firmly disagree in, which is why we got hostile. Yeah. And and, and it, was, it was tricky for me because here I am for the, not the first time, <laughs> but for one of the first times in my life where I'm doing this weird balancing act where I'm trying my best to Save. give everyone what they want and care about everyone's feelings. Got to respect Chloe. Mm-hmm. Got to respect you and what you want. Except there's a there's a weird thing there that we had to we had to figure it out. I think actually to to summarize everything, the main reason why I it's conceding is not the right word, but accepting the changes is the naivety that I realized on okay, this this documentary saved my life. Great. This thing is a great creative expression for how I felt during that entire, yep. year, entire year. Great. And I am writing my entire life and everything of my future on the line for this project. Yep. And what made me concede was my own realization of, I'm going to make something better. Ah, my fucking guy. I'm going to make something better. Why the Yes, this is a good moment in my life, but why the fuck am I going to base my entire value on this project Mm. when I am 25 years old and I've got another 70, 80 years to make a better project? Do you remember me saying something similar to you in that call that I talked about? So you probably did something to it. I said to you, I said, this is a video, a YouTube video, not to go back to demeaning YouTube again, okay? <laughs> but this is a YouTube video. It is 
you are a credit that mm-hmm. rolls at the end of it with this podcast aside. Do not risk all of the future projects that you have coming down the line as part of this camp. And more importantly, thereafter cinematic movies, television, whatever you want to do, because you have the chops for it. Do not risk that for a piece of work that I said is incredibly important to you. But forgive me for saying this really doesn't fucking matter in the the YouTube bubble in the YouTube bubble. It was important for a day Mm -hmm. and then it was gone. Just like all other YouTube content. It was not more important than Shane's work. It was not less important than shit. You know what I'm saying? It's here today. Gone tomorrow. Yeah. What? With the exception of like things like Content Cop, which are here forever. Yeah. Wow. Are they? Oh, oh wait, that got removed. Removed. Right? Trans- what? Thirty million transition. Views. Yeah. Why, 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 did they, why did they get removed? Uh, because it violates YouTube's community guidelines. Oh, yeah. it, all of them. It was well, just one. Uh, so so I died. Content Cop on yeah. Leafy. So yeah. he made a really. Can I? I yeah. I don't know anything about this. So okay. what's, it's pretty YouTube esque conversation. What's content cop? Idubs is a gatekeeper on uh like standards on YouTube, and so when there is a creator who goes below a standard of practice, he's the one who calls them out. Uh, he is he'll watch every single piece of content you've ever made. <laughs> yes. and notice every single Slip mistake that me. you made, and he'll expose. Oh, he's watching you. He watches your shit. You. He watches you. Oh, he watches you and and uh and Angel's fucking shower videos. And, shit. <laughs> this, this, yeah. well, uh, and, and my biggest criticism of Idubs is because what he does. Okay, so like many people don't like X creator or Y creator or whatever, but then they can't figure out why. What iDubs does is create a script as to why you do not like that creator. And now everyone has permission to harass that creator. Now, Leafy wasn't the best creator at all. Like, uh, he, he isn't. But I was like, okay, he's not my, it's not my thing. It doesn't matter. Content cop, iDubs. Hey, everyone, go fucking at him. And it's like, it was bad and like fucking... So it's creating the... Can- it was like really yeah. fueling the yeah. cancel yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his yeah. content was a cancel catalyst. And so they... Who, yeah. who was yeah. there? YouTube, YouTube shut them yeah. down? Yeah, so Which yeah. Is good. No, I just removed just the one video, but it was a very big video. It was a it, massive video to, that everyone yeah. knew. To get okay. back on track, yeah, like sure, essentially sure, what sure. we were saying is like the 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 uh, power and notoriety mm. of content cop. Co- content cop. We've had... We, we've had a lot of those videos. <laughs> especially the music videos, the diss tracks. Fall of Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other like eighty million or like twenty four to twenty five? The the video where uh, we like faked my death in front of the fans, yeah. or uh, where we uh, what about colorblind. Co- the, oh my god! Oh, the oh my video. god! <laughs> what is, that was the first viral video. That that, that was the first viral video. <laughs> that shot that, me that, to that, a million. That then also attracted the attention of the uh, of the uh, what what do you call them? The, 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 the commentary the, community. Yes, the commentary yeah. community. Hate yeah. three. Oh dear lord. He's an adorable I, I, little I guy, remember, isn't he? I remember I, I, some, some, just, dude named, some dude named H3 was yeah. just roasting. And I was new to YouTube. I didn't know anything. Yeah. I was just a Vine kid. And so we made this colorblind video, which I, I, I've said this before. I am colorblind, but the video was incredibly <laughs> embellished. <laughs> <laughs> I put on the glasses. <laughs> I've never said this. Like, this is like four years ago. I'll say, it, I'll say it now. I put on the glasses for the first time. And by the way, I was really expecting... Something to happen, like because yeah. I, I am red green colorblind. Yeah, like literally, like a hundred percent. Like he cannot fly in the, he wouldn't be able to fly in the military. He's like he is actually colorblind. So, I, think, I don't know if a lot of people out there <laughs> believe it or not. So I put on these glasses. <laughs> Bro, no change. Uh, like, <laughs> no I change. didn't know that. Like this, I didn't know the sky that. Was, no, zero. Like maybe the sky was a wow. little, little like lighter shade of blue. And I had a moment in my mind. I was like. We're at the Getty Museum. I, ha- I, I, what do I just? I have to fake this. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, 
All right, I put my acting chops to work. The music comes the in. The music comes in. You're a motherfucker. I'd have made up the most melodramatic thing ever. <laughs> and it's the fact that the music is what makes the meme as well. But it's like, do you not think, and like, we didn't realize this at the time, do you not think that's a really interesting testament to YouTube content obligation? <sighs> okay. Of course. I'm I about wanted, to put on I'm, these glasses. We wanted to. Oh, um, yeah. yeah let's, let's show it first and then let's talk about that. <laughs> you are so. I can't even watch this. <laughs> Oh dear lord. <laughs> it's the most melodramatic Music. bullshit ever. Yo. I can't I can't watch it. Hey, look at before. I don't, I don't, this, this is my favorite bit. This is my favorite bit. <laughs> oh, that didn't, wait, what? What? It just it enhanced was, the sunset. I did zero science research. I just I just decreased the saturation in one shot and increased bro, bro, saturation. Look at this. Did Where's you my fucking cry? Oscar, bro? Yeah, look. You actually teared up? Yes. Alright, that's pretty impressive, bro. That was the precipice for Pete falling off the side of the flat earth right there. That was my inspiration. <laughs> yeah. I used yeah. the colorblind video oh for that. Oh my god. But this video got him more shit, dude. And by the way, this is another secret that I, not a lot of people outside of like that people that work on advertising and marketing for Maverick know. I believe this company tried to use this video as they, an advertisement they, oh to no. sell the glasses, bro. Of course. The colorblind. Yeah. They ripped it and used it as like social this this part was absolutely ridiculous i remember watching this i was like i was like did hayden just like guess what so i he, pulled a, so much shit out of my ass during that here's video a, here's an estimate of what logan sees an estimate an estimate bro, a golden <laughs> fucking walls and it, i turned it right it was i like, I pulled so much shit out of my ass. He can't that. see red or green, and the only two colors oh. you have are red and green. No, that's after. That's after. Actually, no, actually, I did some basic research, and again, it was a similar thing. Just went to color correcting and just like pulled out the reds and <gasps> turned the wall yellow. <laughs> but it's like that's what I mean. How over the top it was. But it was that was the thing. It was here's something I want to talk about. I want to use this as a transition. It was you gave me footage, make a video. It has to be done that day. Yep. It doesn't matter what we do, just get it out. Yep. And it is a really interesting testament on this is the first moment of YouTube obligation, whereas you put the glasses on, nothing happened, but you had to make a video. And so you over you overact. Yep. For me, I get the footage. I have to make a video and I have to make it dramatic. And so I edit it and don't care about the truth. Yeah, yeah. And that was the problem with that video. Yeah. So, yeah. so again? It was just colorblind glasses. Big deal. Why was yeah. Well, it, it, it was, uh, it, what was the big deal? It was just like cringy and like over the top, over the top, over exaggerated, oh embellished, this basically video, absolute bullshit. This video definitely uh, kicked off that, some, that commentary and, the, and sure. that like douche, yeah. like douche Lord hatred it, that it, fucking yeah. Yeah. started to roll. That's when I realized with you, I, I was like, this YouTube thing is going to be a fucking ride. Yeah. This yes. Is, uh, that was that. I mean, that was the video that made me stay because 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 of the views that we got. Well, at the time, it was an ego boost. Oh shit, we're getting this attention, and that's what made me stay. Yeah. But like nowadays, I reflect on it, and I'm like, ah, well, this video was a bit of a mistake, well, I guess. Well, that's. I mean, bro, we made a, a lot of mistakes, and that's what led to our downfall. And mm. I, I want to. It taught us the wrong lessons. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Because. Um, Chrissy Teigen actually said this it, when she first, like, in a roundabout way, attempted to make, uh, attempted to maybe, I'll use the word defend me after Tokyo. Mm -hmm. It's like, we make this stuff. It gets 24, 25 million views. Make $50,000 off the AdSense alone, because that's back when we were on Google Preferred. <laughs> and in 
And by the way, do it the next day mm -hmm. and make another video that gets like seven to 10 million, million views. In our eyes, this is working. This, this is good. People this, like this. this so why works. would we not try to recreate and one up the, the, the piece of content before every single day? It was the and, wrong lesson. And eventually it led yeah. to Tokyo. Yeah. It's weird, perfect storm. And we, we fucked ourselves because we had no idea who we were as people anymore. We only knew make a video. doesn't matter what it is. Make sure it gets the most attention possible out the next day onto the next. Exactly. It was, there was, especially with the daily grind, there wasn't a moment to stop and think about what the fuck we were doing. No. It was get it out, move on to the next day. We don't even think about it tomorrow. And, and it's, 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 it's crazy. Cause like you, I, I watched like Casey Neistat do the I'm ending the vlogs. This is this is too much for me. I'm burning out. I'm, I'm like losing myself. My I I'm sacrificing the integrity of my marriage yeah. for, for fucking YouTube. You yeah. watch it while you're on the come up. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't understand. I was like, what do you, you make you make videos every day, bro? How can it be like really realistically that hard? So yeah. not only did it turn out to be incredibly hard, bro. It it it, it changes you. Mm -hmm. It it dr drastically affects. Your personality, the way you treat people, yep. the, the way you perceive success. Dude, views do not always mean success. Yes. But yo, at a time, that was the only thing that mattered. Because the more views, the more money. The more popularity, the more women, whatever I wanted equated to views. That was the I, only thing. It, the more confirmation of your ego. The more permission that you get, you give yourself more permission to go more and more and more. What I say now, coming out of it, a year later after coming out of the daily vlogging thing is I wouldn't wish daily vlogging on my worst enemy. Mm. It is such an unhealthy mindset to ever be in. Like, that's why the hustle mentality working every day, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> it's fuck like, off, you, I have valued rest and contemplation and moments to yourself so valuable. I have such a good relationship with it now because I forgot about what that was because of the daily grind. I forgot who I was. I, um... I was going to say this to David uh, Dobrik in person next time I saw him, but I'll just, I'll just say it here just to make it uh, public. Make I, it a bread batch post. He, he um, <laughs> He's done an excellent job of pulling back at the right time. He went from three to vlogs two, a week yeah. to two vlogs a week. Yeah. Incredibly smart. smart. Everyone, every, his audience is pro obviously wants more David, but like the man needs time to reset his mental and st stay David. Who, and live whoever, that, whoever that kid David is, not, not David Dobrik's. But I was going to tell him... Uh, I feel like he will be or is coming on, coming upon that that moment of creator burnout. And I was going to mm -hmm. tell him, do not be afraid to take that month break if you need it. I think I think it'd be so healthy for him if he just like relaxed for a little bit. Um, so he doesn't fall in a hole. And he 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 won't. He's he. But at least those two days, at least those two days a week is that is for sure. vastly different from your seven. For sure. For you know sure. what I'm but, saying? But, but it's it's, just, it's still so hard for the like he's he's. Shoves so much content in four minutes and twenty seconds. Like mm -hmm. he he films a lot. Yeah, he, he, I mean, talk about kill your darlings. I can mm -hmm. imagine he's the shit he goes everything through. Everything everything he does is the right strategy, and it was a strategy that was that was slightly ignored on your part. Which is at the end of the day, it sucks to do it, but you you should always leave your fans wanting more. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're satiating and satisfying your fans at their every demand and giving them a vlog a day, a, like in in reality, like even even with the night shift. Which is such a, which is one time a fucking week. It has multiple segments. They're 40 fucking minutes long. So it's, it is tricky. But even with that, like there are times where like, yo, the biggest struggle from 
Yeah, I, I didn't really want to acknowledge it until... Sometimes you just got to get naked. Yeah. That's at the end of the day. Is that what you were going to say? You just got to get naked? The, the, biggest, the biggest struggle for me is concepting. I get little pieces of I, lint in my armpit sometimes. Like, like one or two little pieces of lint in my armpit hair. Dang. Mike's on a really no. serious point no, 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 about no, Fuck that. Let's turn it up a notch. You ever tell anybody to suck their mom? <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? I don't, you don't know. Mean, you I don't get it. Nice. You don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Suck it. Like, it's a KSI thing, I guess. It's like no. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it? Is it just or for his family? I'm just not in that bubble to get that. Like, well, that, like you, his social group is not the social group. You and KSI have. Had a bit of a relationship. Oh <laughs> shit! Whoa! Oh my Wait god! Wait a second! Uh, okay. He tried to kill two people in this I room. I forgot about this. Okay, What's okay. Did he try to? He try to kill you? Yes. Well, no. This okay. <laughs> this was before things got hostile. Mm. So he called you out. Okay. This is before. This was before. <laughs> this, this is when things, this is when things were chill. When the butcher knife comes out before things get hostile, you always know yeah, something is, bad. Is okay. Coming. Okay. So at the time, of course, like like this is early February 2018. I'm having my own identity crisis myself. I initially interpreted his call out as a friendly call out. I was completely naive to how seriously he was going to take this. I happened to become friends with Simon, and like we mean him just like just like just like hanged up once or twice to kind of just like I he wanted some help with this and that. I wanted to help him out, and so I'm at the house. KSI's there. We have a friendly chat, and I say, "Hey, it'd be a bit of a laugh to make this." That's fucking dumb. To make Why? what? This is funny. Okay, it's funny. this is a legendary. Photo. He, he sent this to me. I was like, "Oh no." I feel, like, way, I feel like I booked the quickest flight I could however, to the UK and I went and saved him. However, I, however, I feel like I can go ice skating on his forehead. I'm done. I was gonna say I'm done completely with disses on these people completely, but it is yeah. a it is a rare photo of him without the headband. I, yeah. I will say, it's but like I said, this it's was good. before things escalated into. I was optimistic into things being professional, but I don't know who it was that made this personal and pretty shitty. I'm pretty sure it was KSI, but yeah, it's like, it was, bro. It should have stayed. It should have stayed a kind of friendly. I honestly personally like him without the headband i'm just gonna say it on the record you do but, yeah but I, yo, I want to i, I want to ask you since you've been in both camps uh is it possible that logan and ksi could be friends absolutely so you've seen you've seen a different side of KSI. is there a different side to ksi than than logan well, is aware I, I, of? I don't know him well enough that's the only encounter i've ever had with him personally and he tried to murder you with a knife and he tried to murder me with a knife okay. and the only other time right. i ever encountered him was two days before the fight we're both in the youtube space in london and again similar thing so i made the decision early on you and KSI have the hostile thing. If I ever meet him, shake his hand. It's like, I've got nothing to do with this. This is before the first fight. This is before the first fight. And you ran we, into him? We ran into him. And I went, hey, KSI, good luck to the fight. And he's with his posse, his group, his entourage. And he looks at me in the eye and went, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> go suck your mom. It go might, suck your do you mom. think it's possibly because you guys delivered something to his place oh yes right. oh and, oh, and we did and, a, we did and a lot of I, we call, did, we, I call it the hit piece now yeah the hit piece video that probably screwed when we called you. him out when we called him out on his sexism i remember that oh yeah well yeah i mean it got dirty it, it got, got, it got, it got, it got dirty. way dirty yeah i think that's why i think i think we we, we he cut deep we cut yeah. deeper yeah yeah, you know? yeah it it just just like with jake when when we Clap back, bro. I go for the fucking throat. And yeah. by the way, so do you. Yeah. It's like, nah, not nah. like I, I, think, remember, I remember Jake, Jake made like a mini Logan Logan savages. diss track. We made a, a J- fall of Jake Paul diss track featuring Why Don't We? Yeah. That got 250 million views. Yeah. And like we we, we enabled each other. We encouraged it. We're like, yeah. like, you had an idea. And I went, no, let's go higher. Let's and go then higher. you go, no, let's go <laughs> higher. It was like, I remember, I remember even kind of giving you a basic script on that video, on the on, on the mm, hit piece mm, video, mm, like mm. a basic idea and script. If I remember even Tutor Moan Horn, it was my idea to also delete no handlebars. 
Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was and, I, it was. and by the way, that was that was an incredibly hard decision. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, that, that a, too. It's a good call. I, by yeah. the way, that that video uh, cost me. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars lost. Lawsuit. Uh, monetization on the video claimed. Then you also mm. had to pay to shoot it. Yes. 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 That. Yes. Yeah. So here's something interesting. I, I want to. Oh, by the way, I just want to touch I, on that. But, let me just say real yeah. quick on that note. Through many of the downs that we've had, I've I've uh, lost probably one point five to two million dollars total. Uh, because of mistakes and things that I did not do correctly. Well, hold on a second. A lot more than that, if you include one certain mistake that you didn't do. Correctly. Well, I'm not, I'm, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about money, like, like, little, yeah. like money in I'm, the bank. Money course. in the bank that I've yeah. lost, not like projecting potential. Yeah, I have the br- I have the bridge. Daddy, can you give me a shirt for the? <laughs> this feels weird. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't want us to get into another deep conversation. I'm looking at your nipples. I know. This is going to be a bit weird. I know. My nipples are I've, weird. I have the bridge for the gap, I think, for when we do decide to do this Maverick Sidemen, uh, like, come to Jesus. So I was at a club the other night. I was at Warwick, and I was hanging out, and I started talking to some girl, and she takes a picture of me, and she goes, I'm going to send this to my friend, and sends it to Ethan. Bazinga. Oh, right? oh, I thought I thought you meant Hitri Ethan. No, the one who called Michael Walking Tongue. A walking Tongue. <laughs> and so and so I so she sends him. And by the way, I had looked and like a couple of these dudes follow me on Twitter, so I mm. followed him back. And and in all honesty, like I feel like my my thoughts towards them is probably like a lot of their thoughts towards me. Like I don't think they have any animosity towards me. Oh, I don't have yeah. any animosity oh. towards them. Nice and and you know and you know my biggest thing, dude. Is always to try to iron shit like that out, yep. connect with people, and make money somehow, Me- build off of it. You know what I'm saying? So she sent a picture to him, and I think he sent a picture back to her of like a thumbs up or something mm. like that. It was just like this really random like moment, but it's the closest we've gotten to a to like a peace yeah. or like I some was, sort of truce. I, I was even gonna say, me and Kay's size editor, we're mates. Well, yeah, we, we, right. we messaged we messaged yeah. everyone on Instagram. There was a moment where it was like we both wanted to have a boxing fight on the undercard. And I, I remember was, that. that yeah, was and, funny. We, and we that both was... started. Tra- I think we both started training for it. And like there was one time when he tried to start beef, and I was like, "Nah, mate, what's the point?" Yeah. And like like we've just been friends since because of it. Because it's like because they're not yeah, they're was... not mean. Ki- they're none of them are like mean kids either. Oh, like they're all the kind of kids that like would you would be friends with. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, yeah. I, and I game too, and like. So a lot of the shit, like I, I've never had any animosity. I hate, I, I told him so many times. I hated, I hate always being a part of the manufactured beef that comes yeah. on the front end of the fight. It is yeah. my least. It has been my least favorite part of this position. My least fa- least favorite part of being his friend mm-hmm. has been being a part of that bullshit mm-hmm. manufactured marketing beef that leads into the fight. Uh, yeah. I hate, you, it. I hate you, it. Do you know what my prediction is? Because I still feel like Logan and JJ can be friends. I still think it's possible. And my prediction is JJ's going to come to LA in two years' time. Well, like, he's still going to come to LA, but like things are still going to be a bit like soft or whatever. Um, there's going to be a moment where both of you are going to be in the same nightclub. You're gonna, you, you both had a couple of drinks. You're going to lock eyes and you're, you're going to walk up out. to each other. Yes. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> yeah. start I haven't written my whole fan fiction, whole, whole porn <sighs> fan fiction. No, it's going to be you two are going to lock eyes and there's going to be a decision both of you are going to have to make. Do we want to keep this going? Yo, my guy. Are we just going to die? Or, or they my just guy. have a meeting and my they're guy. like, yo, you want to link up, get some Logan, coffee? Logan's going to speak from it's 2019, gonna be- Logan. He's going to say something right My now. guy. That's not- What's up? We had the moment. Oh. You oh, had yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had the moment. Yeah. Nice. And and then, you know, he's been doing this past week, two weeks. 
He's on a press store in New York talking shit. Well, yeah. hold on. I, no, hold, no okay, you, you fuck okay. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a chair on. His pants. A diaper chair, bro. <laughs> what the hell no, listen. We had the moment, bro. You had the and, moment. And I, and I meant it. I, I, I'm genuinely sick of this fucking, you used the word, manufactured beef. Yeah, yeah sure, it got real for a second, but... I got no grudges against anyone. I want him to do amazing. In my it's, in my tweet after the fight, I was like, I can't wait to see what he does next. You even I, pinned it. When, when I, I pinned that fucking pinned tweet. That I'm not done yet. It's when. It's, oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> and then this past week, I think I think it's I think the appeal, me appealing, the one hundred percent set him off. Well, and, yeah. and, and by and, the and, way, it, it I get him, it. I get and, it. And you know, it it it's. I hate to I hate to try to like uh, be like the righteous man here. I'm not I'm not I'm not that guy. I, I'm telling you like I'm a scumbag. But but it's I, I hate I hate that. I think it's a testament of character that I'm still like yo. I want him to do the best. Yeah, I appealed, but it's nothing against him. I just don't think the two points should have been taken away. But he's still on a like yeah, that's a fuck Logan Paul wave. Like dude, dude get over it's it. Because it's time it, to move on. It's because hating you is still monetizable. It's still, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think. think so. I, don't I don't think that's so. what it is. I think it's funny because I think that like like the, the amount did, did of this shit mean, did you, this mean nothing to him because this meant something to me. Well, no, but hold on, many, wait, wait. Let me say this. I, I think I think the amount of shit you talked on the front end into the fight is almost equivalent to the shit he's talking on the back end out. Yeah. And so like all those times when you said, "Where are your parents? Where are your brother?" on stage, and he just sat there and went like this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Now you're sitting here like this, and he's yeah. going nuts. And so he's he's basically kind of getting you back for all the shit you gave him yeah. on the front end. And by the way, like I hate, and- I said it to you as as advice going forward. I would always be the person talking shit on the back fucking end. And but but the difference <laughs> is the difference is, and I think people, JJ Sidemen, people who watch the fight, people who are interested in this drama, need to know is, yo, at the end of the day, this boy was trying to sell fucking tickets. A lot of it was beef, a lot of it was manufacturing, a lot of it was ego on both of their parts, but at the end of the day, they had a fight to promote, and and it needed fucking promotion, plus, it needed marketing. Plus, you know, JJ's like, I mean, dude, he's, he's, he's playing... He's playing as much of the value of the fight off as he can. Like, when we were outside of the fight, I think I was walking with you, mm-hmm. a... Uh, a truck drove by with a billboard of his song yeah. that he was about to release. Yeah, did you guys see that? That was really what? fucking smart. Yeah, actually. I forgot to bring yeah, this yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. He he was strategic yeah, he with this moment. Job. He's like, he, you know what? I've got I've got the fight. I'm gonna launch yeah. a song. I'm even gonna pay for trucks to drive around outside of the stadium you know, promoting you know my song. I, you know what I admire? His, it was about so smart. All of that. Not 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 only was his marketing, which by the way is why he's one of the biggest YouTube stars in the world. Yep. Phenomenal with that was. The risk he took because mm. if he had lost, mm. yeah, he, those trucks it, would be driving by and people would be. he looked like a clown. He took, a, he took a big risk. Use the hook is phenomenal. The hook on that hook song is, is good. Yeah. Yo, there was one day, and I hate to even say that because I know we weren't even supposed to talk about it. But there's one day where like me and Logan both woke up, and I looked at him, and he he's like, and I'm like, fuck. Fuck. I've been doing this I shit like, all fucking morning, he, and he's like, he's like, like stop like, fucking sick of it, stop fucking sick of it, and I'm like, I, you stop fucking sick. I was, I was, I, I was like, <laughs> I, wait, am I the only one who didn't like that song? I'm not saying it was yeah. like the banger of the century, but it had the, a little the hook, hook the to it. That dude, that dude, dude. Jay, uh, DM, ooh, the, yeah. jerks, archaic, yeah, that guy. The, 
He, yeah, whoever seen the hook, yeah, yeah. he murdered he it. He crushed it. Yeah, it's yeah. dope, bro. It was like the f- the first minute of the song is great, but then for me it was it was very one note. Nothing changed, nothing improved, nothing escalated, and it just became the same song for I'm, four minutes. I'm curious to see what where boring. JJ goes with the music, and I'm I'm curious, like I'm yeah, as curious yeah. as I am watching you. Where do you think he's gonna go with the I'd music? Love to do I, no, a US no, no, tour. no. I'm not saying sh- I I think. I'm not gonna, I don't make predictions like that. He, let me let me let me say this. Those same kind of predictions, and I'm not comparing it, but those same kind of predictions I'm sure were made for Arizona service. I'm sure were made for millions of people. Yes, they were. Yo, I man, it's cool heard- that you have a it's cool that you have a hobby. We like that, but focus on what you're good at. And I'm sure a million people said that to Arizona Service. Then one day, one song, ten million dollars later, he's at the top of the fucking chart. Bro, I, mean, you I, can't, I, I never fucking phase anybody out. If JJ needs to improve his content, he needs to get the fuck out of his room. I don't know if he's so? interested in doing that. JJ, yeah, and, and this is this is part of the reason I think so many people like him is like uh, that's his place. He, he, no, he, no, he's a, he's a <sighs> commentator. I, commentary. He, he's a, I believe I believe he he's an introvert. I think he's an introvert, mm, and I, I I think bro, like, like how did, what what did he start on YouTube doing? He was playing FIFA, mm-hmm. and he he's got his tight knit group of friends. I'm not sure if he is interested in like if he even wants to do in, that. in like like if it ain't broke. If don't it ain't broke, it. don't fix it. Like I'm not. He strikes me as like maybe like a like PewDiePie doesn't leave his room, mm-hmm. but he's also the biggest creator in the world. world. I well, think uh, I think what's taking place in LA too is way different than what's taking place so in London. Like dude. if you look at LA, like we're out here talking about vulnerable, real content. And I think I think in areas like London, it's a completely different ballgame. How, like how, how weird is that? Different audience. Do you can, think can UK I, YouTube is stronger than US YouTube? They have, the, they have the belief that you that the UK YouTube. Like uh, uh, landscape or it's, environment is stronger and more driven. The more UK engaged. YouTube environment is not as strong as it could have been. It had great potential. It was growing to be something fantastic. But then we had an early onset of uh, cancelling where a lot of creators had to go out and they are gone. And it broke the morale of the entire YouTube community. And we have not been able to, as far as I'm concerned, I'd love to be corrected, We've not been able to bounce back because of this mass cancellation that we had. We had a lot of creators come out to be taking advantage of their fandom. And but what about the the fans, dude? Because UK fans are in fucking nuts. Yeah. I, I still am pre- struggling with my these prediction? motherfucking clown emojis. <laughs> my prediction, Actually, you know what? Fuck that. Can you cut no. that part? Can you mark that, please? I can't deal with it anymore, dude. I just, you I'm could, so you could ban the clown emoji from your comments. Can we, Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, you can, wow. yeah, you can I forgot about that. You just put it in the banned things, right? Yeah, yeah. Do it. I think my my or prediction L. is that uh, the UK is a little behind. <laughs> How'd you yeah, know that? they're behind. I think like when I look at like when you and Jake rose rose up, I think that was like savagery, <laughs> mm. a lot of savagery from American fans. And I think you're seeing that in London, just like a step behind. Like LA leads the entertainment yeah, for sure. community and world. I mean, you I, could, I'd yeah, say that's my personal opinion. I, I think it's I think it's an extreme sense of patriotism. I think mm. I think. The UK fans love their creators because they, I mean, in the, You're on an island. In the scope of things, yeah, it's like a small, it's yeah, just, smaller you know, they're, they're, kind of, they're kind of like, I don't want, like isolated, but it's definitely a world of their own. Mm. It's a bubble just like we in LA are a our bubble. Br- yeah. our Brits we we more, just happen to lead, be leading the entertainment content world. Yeah. Are Brits more proud of their country right now than Americans? Well, we have the election today and it's a fucking- <laughs> that's, dis- bit, that's massive. Yeah, we have was, the election today. Like, as far as, I'm, far as I'm concerned, ballots are being counted right now. That's wow. a, that's a wow. big, that's a massive story. There so right the patriotism- in my bubble is a fucking disaster right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 in terms of where I politically stand, it's a fucking disaster. 
Uh, whereas people on the other side thinking this is the greatest thing ever. And that's okay for them to think that as long as they're not actually hurting anyone. But uh, the patriotism is not as much of as big of a thing as it is here in the, in the, uh, in the US. You know, it's, it's like you, mm. you don't have the UK having hanging American flags outside our homes, uh, UK flags outside our homes. It's uh, we all kind of exist together as a community rather than as a representation of the country. Mm. Yeah, I think you can't you can't dog the the American spirit, like no matter yeah, who's fact. in office, no matter if it's Absolutely. somebody crazy. I think at the end of the day, people people know how free we are. And how I, I, I think it's the low. Yeah. I think it's the lowest right now that it's ever been in the history of the country. I, I would say may, maybe the Civil War being the one, maybe the Civil War <laughs> yeah, being the one <laughs> time, but oh. but I think that we are I think that we are approaching. And by the way, the Great Depression by, too. That no that no shit no stank. people no people use the flag and the country as a way to get through that. You know what I'm saying? Like it was That's a tough true. time, but people rallied around the country. But I think right now there's a in in a way it feels like a lead up to a civil war. Do we you, are as the we it, we're still very and and I don't also don't want to like go too crazy because I think people read too much into the media and, and, and fear tactics that the yeah. news uses and stuff. But we are, we are kind aggressive. of divided yeah, and yeah, kind of sure. aggressive towards each other's parties right now. And I, I mean, I wish nothing more than we can find a, than finding a, you know, commonplace again as a country. Do you want to know something interesting? Uh, the civil war, I didn't know existed until a video game taught me about it. Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> Amazing I, game. Wow. I, I Amazing. didn't know. I was never taught about the civil war. How I saw- did you just answer that question? Oh, he, he, yeah, used to, he used to play video games. Oh, you played Assassin's Creed? Yeah. I was I was addicted to wow. yeah. video games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You, no, but you also played, you were biggest on World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so I didn't know that the Civil War existed until Assassin's that's Creed insane. 3. Yeah, we, we, we fucked each never, other up, bro. Yeah, we were never educated there. And then, and then from then on, I was like, holy shit, this is an incredible hit piece of history that I was never taught. It's one of the most disgusting... Yeah, deadly, violent wars. Yeah, literally ever, ever. that ever took place on this planet. I thought, it was fucking a nightmare, bro, dude. Years, I went to. There's a museum in. Yep. I think it's in Virginia or something. But there's a there's a bullet, two bullets encased. Uh, because the the gunfire was so heavy. The bullets hit each other and merged together as one bullet. Wow. And someone found it on the battlefield. I've seen wow. that online. I've never was, seen it in person. What's funny is that for years, I thought the Patriot starring Mel Gibson was a fantasy. Like a Lord of the Rings fantasy. <laughs> but for the majority of my life, I thought that was like a Lord of the Rings type fantasy until Assassin's Creed went, hey, by the way, the Civil War was real. And I went, oh my God. You know, it was like, and like, I was been fascinating and investigating it like for like a brief good year after the game. But bruh, good God. Bruh. I didn't know. Look, look at these bullets. Oh During God. the Civil War, two soldiers' bullets collided in midair and fused together. What are the odds of that? Wait, I oh. mean, you can ima- do. Um, you can yeah. imagine. Yeah, that is insane to yeah. imagine. The there was that much gunfire. The type of what warfare last, too. It's like you all just get in a line. I know this was impossible because they were unable to get the guns to fight. The Mythbusters tried it. Oh, oh, tried oh, to recreate oh, okay, it. Okay, okay. No. Yeah. On a different note, I, while you're here, Hayden, I'd like Hello. to hear from both of you. What is, and I think the fans would love this as well. What is the future of Maverick Media's content and and Logan Paul vlogs? That is an excellent question, and it's something I definitely want to like use that as a conversation with Logan. It hey, is. Yeah. We are at this incredible crossroads. The fight's over. We've had a good two years now to really reflect on everything that we've mm. been sitting on since that. What is the next decision that we have to make? And is it going to be the right decision? We yep. will find out in time. As of now, like you want to do three vlogs a week and two podcasts. That's something I want us to talk about. Like, mm. what do we want to figure out a strategy on those vlogs? Mm. 
Like, for example, I thought, do we want to post Friday, Saturday, Sunday and have it be a trilogy of vlogs and like that is a good day? Mm. Or also, the thing that I'm actually most concerned about is we've made some really, really good content this year because we've had the privilege of time. I know, we can't go back. We, we, can't, can't, go, we can't go back to like some or, or, or quality can, content. Or can, yeah. or can you? Here's, here's my question. Yeah. I know it's I know it's not the same numbers, obviously, but judging from the success of the most upstart show in YouTube history, the night shift, and the, the <laughs> fucking vicious audience that is created, and one of the most engaged audiences that it's created. Hundreds of thousands of views on two hundred thousand subscribers, by the way, which subscriber count which never grows. Ever. <laughs> because I don't think the people that watch the show know that you can subscribe to YouTube channels because they're like twenty six. <laughs> but like honestly, people are getting to a point where they want the real they want the authentic they don't i think 2020 will and i said this in the beginning of 2019 and i i've been proving myself right all year that people are starting to fuck with the real mm. they don't want the makeup they don't want the fucking crazy earrings they don't want all the bullshit they want to see what you're doing what happens behind the scenes the fights the the real fucking shit and what your life is real really like the, the sweating attacks that you have when you try a show for the first time. Mm -hmm. The fact that you cheated. The fact that you did this because that's who they are. Right. That's who they are. 100%. They use it at they use it as a way to feel relatable to the person that they enjoy watching. You so know what I'm saying? Can we so do that free can me and Logan and the team can we do that three times a week? Like or well, it's yeah, actually yeah. in fact easier. Or it's ten times easier it, than it, it, are we, will, it are might be at first. Yeah, but eventually, bro, we'll start manufacturing. Yeah, shit. But, but Man manufacturing scenarios that are real, and like yeah, like with yeah, reality yeah, television. Yeah. That's kind of what we did with the majority of like the flat Earth doc, and you know, yes, you know, with uh, Gucci Face Jacob. Like it's it's like. I don't know, like maybe 20% plan. You take the seed of what you're given mm, yeah. and then you build it into something fantastic. Yeah. But in this case, from a from a reality standpoint and from an always on standpoint, you think of all these crazy concepts. What can I do? Who can I, who can I, uh, you know, like run to as a good star for this or what crazy thing can I do? Look at what's going on in this house. You've got one of the most controversial people in celebrity history. Controversial. Easily, easily yeah, in digital history. You've got a 34-year-old ex-drug addict who is now becoming an, a, a star in his own right and has a problem with, you know, women and all like with like settling down with one woman and all that shit, right? You've got a vegan meditative sad guru, okay? You've got a pilgrim, a real-life pilgrim, yeah, okay? Yeah. Who is so so oh and and by the way, Throw a fucking dwarf in for good measure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, so, yo, yo actually, when we, when so we, listen, when we like, roll up to places, like we went to Restoration Hardware and, it, and it's this weird eclectic group of people. And by the way, I feel so bad for the ladies helping us because we like we make no sense. And here we, we are should not be together. Bouncing off the walls like it's and, an odd group, man. And that, yeah. and that yeah. like conflict and uh, at times collaborative spirit and at times conflict it's beautiful. It's a beautiful fucking thing. And it's like, like last night we talked about at the beginning of the show, like that could have been filmed. Andre screaming, please, I must meditate at eight in the morning. You got me downstairs with fucking four girls, a bottle of tequila. It's 4 30 AM. We just ordered $250 worth of Carl's Jr. You can't make this shit up. 
There's nothing to concept. Just turn the fucking cameras so on. So rather yeah. than telling the stories yeah. at the start of Impulsive, this cool shit, you want that filmed. You want that documented. You want yes. that as the vlog. See, he said it. You don't want it's, to be telling the stories here. You want that as that's the vlog. Exactly what, that's exactly what I was thinking. And and by the way, there's a lot of people out there that want, good morning, Logang. What's popping today? We are bringing Kong to the groomer, and I am going to dress up like my dog. There are people that want that. But I also believe the cooler people probably <laughs> want to see this show in real life. Well, Turn yeah. the fucking cameras I, I, on. I said when we start vlogging, I, I, I predict a three to six month adjustment of audience mm. as we like like this show, for example. This is, this is not my typical demographic. I had to uh, age up. Yeah, and I think with the vlogs, there's going to be a little bit of that too. Like views might not be that high at first, and then we'll get to a place where yeah. we're just churning like fucking gold. And have, we that, that happens like every time. I remember when uh, you first started kind of getting back into vlogs in 2018, and like KSI was talking shit about the views, and then it's like, that. and then we're back that. up, and then it's same with the podcast. Yeah, like recently, he's talking per- shit about the podcast. His like views, we're winning streamies out here, number one vloggers in the world. His <laughs> views in the past on his past videos that have been coming out like have been 10, 7, 12, like. Yeah. Have been bangers and uh yeah, yeah it takes be, it takes a flow I, do you think be, having like another almost like a video crew where like one person is hired to just saying, film all the time so, so here, yeah. here's why here's where the answer is no too much footage for me yeah 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 i wouldn't i will actually refuse <laughs> to what go what somebody else cutter, that's, yeah that and it. they give you the meat Potentially, yeah, that's actually a much better compromise. Now but that job sucks. Yes, I was gonna ask, is, is that the worst part of editing? Absolutely, it's the worst part. It's 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 when we're doing the daily, vlog, daily vlogging thing. It would take me like if it was like an hour and a half of footage, it would take me four to five hours because I'm just like I I'm just not paying attention. I'm telling you though, like when I go to there's so many new companies now that are coming up, and I see it like with uh, drama, Young and Reckless. Like he's got a whole office with interns and like yep. you know inventory coming in and out i think like that would be what you'd have to probably scale into if you want to have like for sure, for sure. Yeah. a system like that be easy um okay so there we talked about a lot i'll also is there anything else think, yeah. yeah no there is a lot like i uh, yeah we dude, probably I, need you back on and by the way I've, oh, yeah. i have the weirdest feeling that this was a really good app like it, like mm. for the people that what do you mean it's a great episode, episode. but i'm also oh, yeah. not done yet i'm not okay all right cool okay cool cool, cool. Our next guest is here. That's the thing. But yeah. I, bro, I, don't, I do not want to end here. I'm like, I, I'm just kind of no warming up. This is so much. We can talk about so much more shit. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So, uh, let's talk about this. So, you brought whiskey on set. Uh-huh. And you started drinking it. And then I was watching you drink it. And Mike was watching you drink it. And we both started to get slightly concerned. Um, do you want to read the text I said or no? <laughs> no, we just... Because, well, Hayden, let's be honest... Alcohol has not always been your friend. Tactically, <laughs> we're not we're not worried about your long term like consumption. We're just saying that when you drink whiskey, you tend to call bridesmaid cunts. <laughs> oh my god! You know, and talk shit to ex NFL you're, you're, you're not British. Bro. You're not allowed to say that word. If you're British, you're allowed to say that word. You're American. You're not allowed. Do you want to dive into Andy's wedding or no? I'm definitely diving into the bachelor party. The wedding is. Yeah. I'm gonna leave that up to you. Yeah. We, okay. can, and we can leave it on a surface level. Okay, so, and, and also, we could, we could give it context for why you were lashing out, which is what that was. It was. Well, like we talked about it earlier. It was during that time I was ready to go. And so when it was Andy's wedding, I misbehaved really fucking badly. So our, our friend Andy uh, was getting married. And it was a month before my first fight against KSI. So I was in London. But all my friends went. Yeah. Chloe went. Evan went. You went. Uh, Mac and Abtai, we went. Were you there? I, I wasn't, no. Um, and what what happened? You 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 drank a little too much and so, it was in the midst of all the chaos? And or what? 
never ever give me an open bar. Well, oh. I also I also heard you you were like hey, you said you had social anxiety from some people that I was that were there. Well, that's because I was still having a lot. Uh, it just anxiety it was just in general. Just what well, like the trauma of the whole year would just give me anxiety that wouldn't fucking go away. And especially in the fact, okay, so. And again, I've done my research on this. When you're ready to go, I, that's what I have. That's what I'm calling it. When you're ready to die, you are. Re- I'm calling it ready to go. There is something that happens inside of your brain that basically says, "Okay, consequences no longer matter." And that entire month, I was the most self-destructive I've ever been in my entire life because, at the end of the day, I'm gonna go. It doesn't fucking matter, bruh. You remember the bachelor party, right? This, oh yeah. Th- it is yeah, the yeah. epitome of what he's saying. All right. So yeah. this is this is. <clears throat> I didn't know he was going through all this. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I just thought it was like I introduced him on the show as one of the most interesting people I know. I, I just thought it was like Hayden being the character he is. So we went on a boys' trip to Sun Valley for Andy, our friend's bachelor party, <laughs> and one of Andy's good friends was an ex NFL player, like recently released from the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Big dude, a fucking animal, yeah. an animal, like an athlete. And we're in the car driving. I'm driving. And we had just um, we had just went to a bar and we were hanging out, partying, dancing. And we're in the car, and <laughs> Hayden starts starts bickering with this NFL player, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, "This is interesting." Hayden's not, not a smart move. really in a place yeah. to be like. What was I saying? I genuinely so don't remember. I think I think I think you said something like, "I'll fight you right now." Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. like, "I'll fight you right now," and he's like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, he was just kind of like chuckling. You, he's, like, like, no. he's like, he's like, "Huh, okay," and he and he's and then Hayden goes. No, really, you don't think I'll fight you right now in this car? Like you, you pissed yourself off by like not accepting your own challenge. Facts, facts. And the guy, and the guy's like, I mean, all right, if you want to do this, so I'm in the front seat. And mind you're you, driving as well, yeah. Mind, mind you, I'm I'm only here on this planet to have a good fucking time, so I do what any friend would do, and I pull over so my boys can fight. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I pull over. I pull over NFL on the side of the dude. road. I go. Yo, are y'all a, are y'all a fucking about it? And we all are got y'all out. about it? Be about it. Yeah. And we all got out of the car. Yo, I don't even make my way around the car. I hear, and I'm like, what the fuck was that, bro? And Hayden is scrapping with an NFL player. Yeah. No, uh, not necessarily. <laughs> not scrapping. scrapping. He's just into being, scrap. being fucking dominated. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo, <laughs> turned into a scrap. That was. <laughs> so this dude gets out and he calls Hayden's bluff. Oh, yeah. And he and he punches him in the face, and they get in a fight in the in Sun Valley. It's pitch black. There's no light pollution. Pollution. Pitch black. Probably like two, three a.m. And I'm like, oh my god! I my editor is getting beat up by a football player, yeah, not- and and, he, and it's 100 percent his fault. 100 percent his fault. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> they shook hands oh, after. Oh God! But Hayden was, Look at that dude's hand. He's so yeah. big. Hayden was. They they made up, but Hayden did not. You know he. How I didn't lose a tooth is beyond me. This is a live photo wow, too. Can you, can you play live photos in? A, Dang, uh, but, bro. Maybe try open with preview. You took it like a champ, though. You just yes. got up. And you bro, were like happy. a like a champ. You're like, I think you said something like that was one of the best moments of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I was the only thing I thought I was like, this motherfucker is so British. Yeah, like yeah. only a Brit would get yeah. punched in the face at like a yeah. pub and yeah. be like, wow, that was the most fun I've had in years. <laughs> Great job, mate. <laughs> Great job, <laughs> Great mate. <hit>. The <laughs> thing is, I do remember having fun. Like that's that was it. It, it was because I was in such a out of character mindset that I just did things that I would never do. I am a recluse. I like to keep to myself. I'm introverted. And this is the one time when I stood out of that bubble 
yeah, it got me in trouble, and I probably would never do that type of behavior again. But at the time, it was still fun. But like I said, it was in the context of where I was in that mind. Oh my this God. was a very low moment. Despite the fact I had fun afterwards, as I got on that plane and I started thinking about what I was doing, I was like, where the fuck are you, Hayden? Bro, this was one of my favorite that's, that's things crazy. about you. Yeah, I, I'm not even kidding, because this is the kind of shit that makes me relate to you. This mm. is the kind of shit I would do. Not maybe not at my current age, but at some point in my life, I would probably talk shit to some giant person so they would punch me in the You did me do it. You did it. Was like, do it two weeks ago. By the way, my face would have looked much worse. I yeah, but that was the thing. <laughs> I hated myself so much that I chose the biggest dude in the bachelor party and I was like, fuck me up, bro. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you were really trying to fight him. I think you were like, hey, you won't punch me right now. Yeah. You're going to punch me. Well, also, <laughs> is it that you hate yourself or is maybe but, but you just... That, that, maybe you that's, just it's, it's, that's, a, it's a, a self-sabotage. That's what I was going to say. It was, There's this people was, that this like my, pain. This was my own way of self-infliction. And that's why I have a... Compli- like, we can celebrate the context of it. <laughs> uh, like, or we can celebrate what happened. Yeah, yeah. No, but it, we can celebrate what happened. But the context of it, it was this was genuinely, I'm afraid to say, a self-infliction. Yeah. This was a way for me to want to hurt <laughs> myself, and that's why this was bad behavior. Wild, absolutely yeah. wild. And and that that was one of the most. That's when I, I think that's when I realized I was like, yo, this we're dealing with the uh, we're dealing with the special kid. That is that is Hayden Hillier Smith. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the. Let's get tactical with vlogs for okay. a sec. Yep. Um, do you remember daily vlogging? Me on this side of the pond, say I travel, mm-hmm. running around towns attempting to find Wi-Fi fast enough to upload to you. Yeah. In which case, you would hopefully have Wi-Fi fast enough to download. Yeah. To get it posted in time. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, you would be running around at 4 a.m. in the rain in London sitting outside of the Google headquarters downloading footage. That's uh, I need, uh, a shame I didn't find that image. I'm sure you probably got that image saved as well. But it's, yeah, there was genuinely time. So I had just moved with my family outside of London where it was the shittest internet ever. And good God, we had so many problems with it. So much so I had a vlog ready and I had to get in an Uber, a $100 Uber, mm. which I don't think you ever paid me back for. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but a $100 Uber to the Google headquarters and sat outside. Yeah, at, you said it yourself, at 2 a.m. to get this vlog online. And that was the dedication I had. I But here's the thing. I've never had this amount of dedication or passion before on anything. So crazy. It's really difficult for me to get passionate about something. And I've even talked about this in therapy. What the fuck? happened that maybe this passion about the vlogs was it the confirmation that i was then living what i wanted what i dreamt through you was it that potentially i i think i have the answer what's up i think in a tremendous amount of value and importance was placed on you mm. insane by the way because bro i asked myself why 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 the fuck do we do this why do we torture ourselves to make these vlogs and it was because we were getting validated by millions of people every day who doesn't want that what human Fuck. sees the amount of views we were getting and is like this isn't where we should stop now you just got it that was it it was this was the first time in my life ever you got responsibility that i had responsibility and validation mm. there's been many projects i've been in where it's been this xyz and it's like only got a thousand views ten thousand mm. views mm. or like 150 if we're lucky this was the first time where we started getting millions and this was the first time yeah where i Given the context of my childhood, given the context of everything, all of the rough things that I've been through, this was the first time in my life where some sort of validation got me. Mm. And that is why I'm passionate working with you, passionate working with Maverick, passionate with what we're doing in the future, because this is genuinely the first time in my life 
and I'm scared of losing it, which is another reason why. And I'm afraid to say that kind of gives you some more power, I'm afraid. I'm scared if I ever leave this job, I will never have this type of validation of my ability ever again. That's not true. That's not, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, 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 I understand the fear, that. but that's, oh, okay. not, that's, not, that's not true. Okay, and, and, okay, and by yeah. the way, like it's it's... Bro, it's evolution. It's growth. Like eventually, yeah. I and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, who knows? Our relationship is interesting, but like with you, for example, like you used to work here, mm-hmm. and then it was like a very mutual, like okay, time time to spread your wings. Yeah, yeah. but we it's, do it's, talk it's, mad it's, shit behind his back. Now. No, no, but that's, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's <laughs> and, and by the way, it's gonna happen with Andre, Andre too, and, and Mac and David, and it's just fucking well, life. It's bro. fucked up though because like with people like David and Mac. And even sometimes Danny, we talk shit about them now. Like they didn't even quit. Yet. Yo, we're you not know, talking shit about these people. That's. That, I'm afraid to say that. I'm kidding. That, that is the anxiety that I have, I'm afraid. Well, I will also, Hayden, like, I, like, I'll just I'll be blunt and tell you now, and I think I've told you this, like, I plan to grow and evolve with you. For I would love I would love to give you a job that you love to do every day for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It, it, my job is to just keep evolving and keep you stimulated in a way where you can stay creative yeah. and hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you like, give like, me so like, many challenges. Like, you're not going to edit vlogs for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. If you can, if you continue giving me things like Flat Earth and the Maverick yep, documentary, yep, yep, yep. And the Slap documentary, if you, if we are to do that, this is my warning to you now. Then, if we're going to be doing free vlogs a week and it's the same shit every week, I'm gone. Here, meet Hayden Hillier Smith, yeah. everyone. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's it I, is. I, 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 if you, if if I am, uh, this, this is this like since you've to, since you've brought up my ego, this is your fault now. Since you. If you do not continue to challenge me, I will go. I don't, this I don't, is your I don't, responsibility. I don't, I, don't, That's a great, I don't blame you for that, bro. Yeah. Like I, I don't want someone working for me who isn't happy and loving what they're doing. I, I can't. I not don't want. I can't have that. Mm. I have enough shit going on. No, if, but even take it as fire, though. Mm-hmm. Don't, like you know, like he's he's basically just saying challenge him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like no. challenge not, yourself to if, challenge him. If we as creators settle, like that's a problem, and we should never settle ever again. We settled with daily vlogging. We really did. And yeah. that's how we led to the mistakes that we made because we settled. We, as a team, need to continue growing yep. and yep. need to not lose focus on growing. What is next? What's bigger? What's better? In a healthy and smart way. Yep. Look at the lessons that we get and make sure and question ourselves because we talked about it earlier, how the views taught us the wrong lessons. We need to look at the lessons. So is this the right lesson? Yep. How can we learn about it? We need to continue to be better, continue growing, continue being the, one of the best creators on this platform. Yep. And we will work together for years. Yep, yep, I promise you yep, that. Facts. I would. I would just caution. Yep. Like I respect. First off, your emotions make you the a great artist. But I would caution living from that space of fear because mm. I think that document came as the as a fear mm. versus like a passion to create. And I feel like you're able like those those times in the past it's like two years ago mm-hmm. it's time to bury those like leave those in 2019 and that's what that's what right? anxiety does it just makes it such a hard thing to let go the fact that i use when i meet new people i talk about japan as an icebreaker now as in a i purposely throw myself under the bus to give them power and i trying to figure out why you're a sadomasochist. Do you what? do do you do sado type uh, sexual shit? Sick, sicko, bro. You drip like, wax you get, on do, your girlfriend. Yeah, do you, do, or no, fuck that. Vice versa. Uh, <laughs> she well, drips wax, wax on, on him. Butt, bro. I'm a like, very... have you ever? Tell me this. Have you ever had a? Have you ever been whipped in the balls to a point where it hurt <laughs> and you didn't say stop? You had a safe word, but you didn't. You didn't fucking use Uh-oh. it. I'm so sorry. I'm a very vanilla sex person. Uh-oh. I'm so sorry. I, that, that makes, that makes, that makes that. two of us. I really wouldn't. I'm. I'm I, th- I really do think on a real note, I think that 
you know, it, this is perfectly acceptable because like what you went through with your mom, mm-hmm. like, dude, you're seven. There's yeah. like a lot of, of scientific research that shows like traumas that happen before the age of seven are, are way harder to overcome. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's easy for me to just say, yo, hey, watch out for that. Like it's a practice that you have to do on a daily basis. But I would encourage you to to just know that you don't need to mm. create anymore from that space of fear. You can create from that space of love. And if it ever gets to a point where there's three vlogs a week, you don't have to go to Logan and like say I'm going to resign. You can mm. just walk up to him and be like, hey, bro, not uh, not a fan of this one. Uh, can we talk about this? And this is why. On your on your earlier note, I would say you you've to contextualize what you said. The biggest flaw in my personality, and I know this for a fact, is that I identified myself by trauma. Mm-hmm. I identify my character, I identify my personality in trauma that I've had as a reason for my personality. Did you watch our last podcast with Peter? I'm afraid not, no. You have to watch that. Okay, I'll watch that. I feel like watch that podcast and that's going to give you so, a, a whole different perspective yeah. to live by. So what it is, and like to kind of think, and, and on that note, it is, that's the main reason why I decided to move to America, whereas we sat on a visa opportunity for months and I was so afraid of leaving because I was, became that recluse. I started hiding in my room. I said, not, not leaving because that was all I knew. And then when I then had the epiphany of why am I sitting in this dark room all by myself for the majority of my life? I need to get out. Mm. And so part of this whole eight month journey that I've had by living here is trying to learn to genuinely make friends again, to genuinely become who I am destined to be mm-hmm. and genuinely become who I want to be because I no longer want to identify myself as trauma. Yeah. Mm. It's such a horrible character flaw that I need to so desperately break. It's not, I, I hear you. Yeah. First off, it's not, uh, uh, something as heavy as I think you is. If you, you give it weight. Um, dude, you're not alone. Mm. It's a shitload of people out there that are listening to this right now that are probably feeling exactly the same way. Like you move to a new place, you go to a new school, you mm. whatever it is. Start an MTV show. Yeah. <laughs> and seriously, yeah. you have an anxiety attack when you start. Like <laughs> having an so, anxiety attack all the time. It's bro. so common. It's common as yeah. fuck. You don't dude. need to identify with it. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. Like when it comes up, that thing is not you. Mm-hmm. You can overcome it. It's like your greatest teacher. You yeah. Know, it's, that, it's that perspective shift. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is something I'm definitely working on. Like what you said is something that I'm working on on it is changing my relationship with fear changing my relationship with anxiety and changing my relationship with trauma to become the best possible person that i can be and already i looked at myself before i left the the uk and that person i don't even recognize i have already grown so much how crazy is that eight months ago how quickly is that if we did this if we did this podcast the week i moved here i would be a fucking emotional wreck Mm. Because it was just, or I would barely say anything because I'll be the shyest person ever. Yeah, it is for me is build relationships. I'm afraid to say that's the one. That's the one thing I'm struggling with the most. It is I've because of last year I've forgotten how to build relationships because I have that anxiety. I can give fear. you. I can give you a tip. I feel Go like ahead. that's going to really help you. Um, in a time like any time that I've been lost and I try to be heard, mm-hmm. I just do damage. I do damage on others. I do damage on myself. And that's what I did. But if you can admit, which I think you are, you're in that space of saying, I feel lost. I'm lost. Then listen. Yeah. Like get in the habit of listening. So don't try to be heard. And that's a, that's a really tough, that's a very tough habit to create. But surround yourself with the people that are here, but listen. 
Yeah. Just listen. Be a fly on the wall. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to what they're doing. Like happier people have something to say and they have something to teach you. Mm. And I think broken people hurt people hurt people right we hear that all the time like hurt people try to be heard they try to they try to create content they try to do things and it hurts other people it does so just listen yeah whenever you're in doubt just listen to what people are saying man when in doubt listen to people what they're saying i'm gonna have that as my ringtone so i'm reminded of it every time (laughs) your your ringtone is gonna be listen to people when people are talking (laughs) how are you gonna program it do you mean your wallpaper Well, no no but it's great because then i can listen to a text you know like listen to what they're like you know it's a reminder i guess you know that's that's great advice spencer listening is listening listening is incredible remember the trip to big sur one of the epiphanies we had yeah i I had anyway i was just like the importance of just really listening active active listening Mm -hmm. it's 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 it is the number one thing that makes good actors Good, great actors, great actors. It's because acting is just reactionary. If you're listening and you're really digesting what someone's saying, if you're a human, you'll feel something mm-hmm. and you'll regurgitate whatever your line is. Using I'm about the to feelings. regurgitate right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> you're not feeling it's too just, well, I mean, it's just a little tequila. Uh, have some whiskey. Have the last, do you want last and also knowing that we got um, another banger after this and a night shift <laughs> and a fun. <laughs> do, you, do you remember Yosemite? Yes. That was so much fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. So, so we shoved we shoved like eight people in the cool bus, and Hayden was one of them. And we because we knew we were not going to have Wi fucking motherfucking Wi Fi, yep. which has been the bane of my existence in Yosemite. So we brought Hayden with us, so we wouldn't have to upload footage, yep. and then he wouldn't because we couldn't. Mm. And so here's a picture I have of us in Yosemite editing in the back of the bus, which uh. which by the way. Okay, so <laughs> there's Andy again. We <laughs> look at Andy's creepy face. Zoom in as that. That's terrifying. We'd film during the day in Yosemite, and then Hayden at night or whenever you could, just slaving away in the corner of the bus. Yeah, editing. But at that t- at that point. What I was doing was so second nature to me. I didn't have to think about it at all. I was on autopilot during that time. This was uh, April of 2018. Yes, yep. I was on such a good autopilot mode that despite the fact that I was grinding, I didn't have to think about it. Yep. Yep. And, it was uh, a great time. It, it, it was fascinating to me because you were, you, were, you were working so hard, bro. Like Everyone else was out doing like fun stuff and you were editing in the school bus. And then... And then we drive to the one. We drive like thirty minutes to the one spot in Yosemite that had just a little bit of Wi-Fi. We'd sit there for twenty minutes while it uploaded, post mm-hmm. it, and then go back to the fun. Yeah, but um, yeah, this was absolutely crazy. That was that, that was, was a wild really... trip. We actually got kicked out of Yosemite. Yeah. Didn't we did. We, we, we did, did get kicked well, that's, out. That's because Logan's controversial was still very fresh at oh, the time. Yeah. So like, and if, if Logan also, breathed, we'll be it kicked was like out. everybody I'm flocked also, to us. We weren't that crazy. At <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not good with authority, and especially like, True. like. Oh, forest rangers yeah, forest rangers are <laughs> forest rangers bro they, shout I mean, out to all the forest rangers out there we love we love your job and you're doing a great job for the yeah. for the environment except that one lady who i think was I, my opinion was a bit harsh on me like you just were a bit you're a bit harsh she had a problem with me right from the get-go yeah it, it i think was we left be- open the uh the bear we yeah so, someone didn't put away the fucking cooler and she was pissed yeah. yeah and she's like if it happens again i'm gonna kick you out and then someone fucking didn't Put it away again. Yeah, it happened. And you know, you know what? Nah, you did your job. I get it. Yeah. Also, something people don't know: thumbnails. 
Mm. You got to make the thumbnails, which, by the way, when it comes to YouTube, is the only thing that matters. Unfortunately, it's 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 also I genuinely say it's the worst part of our process. It's it's the bit I hate the most. Yeah, because for me, at the time we finished the video, it's being uploaded. I'm kind of checked out at that time. Yeah. I don't think you realize that. I've kind of checked out. I want to move on to the next thing. But then we spend another sometimes three hours on a fucking thumbnail. On a fucking thumbnail. <laughs> I had Hayden. I had Hayden screenshot his camera roll. So just so you can get the, the so he'll he'll send me a draft. I'll be like, hey, like brighten my face a little bit, take me out of the background, um, you know, whatever whatever the notes are, and we'll go back and forth, you know, uh, for hours yeah. on, on on different hours, edits, challenger game edits, like little notes, tiny. I'm I'm the mo- I am the most. It's it's a I blessing just, in a cup. I got a joke coming in from the audience, and she's funny. And just uh, I, I just, uh, just, just, just I'm the most her faces. I'm, I'm the most specific. Motherfucker ever like I even yeah. texted Andre yesterday like bro attention to detail. I like is, that like, though. Is, Despite the fact that I hate it, I also kind of love it because it's meant we've improved consistently because we're not settling. Yeah, this was this was the thumbnail for the Maverick documentary, which by the way didn't even end up using these for the main documentary. Like four um, hours on that one. Yeah, different draft on on like like something as simple <laughs> yeah. as my face. Like I was like, right here. I I was like, hey, like my cheek is a little bulgy here. I don't know why that is. <laughs> yeah, can because. Look at it. <laughs> I mean, it's because it's just the masking. Like I kept on cutting off part of your cheek, and then like, I kept on trying to put it back. And I want to put it back, as you can see, a bit of your beard made that ring out. And then mm. you kept on complaining about that, and mm. I, I was struggling to find the middle ground. Yeah, but the, it, it's it's fascinating how yeah. tr- like the true like intricacies of what goes. I think the average person that would look at your thumbnails would never think that. Oh, yeah, no. would never way, think bro. that you guys they go like, for like do eight this. to ten different iterations. Well, I think that's why. Like, I read a stat. It's like seventy four percent of like uh, what is it like seven to sixteen or something year olds want to be a YouTuber. It's crazy. It's like yeah, s- yeah, it's we- the majority of kids want to be this, and mm-hmm. they. I think this podcast is really important to those types of people. Yeah. It's like, yo, this is what it really looks like. This is what it takes. If you oh, want to yeah. be a YouTuber, oh, yeah. if you want to be number one in YouTube or actually oh, have a yeah. career, like this is the type of shit. Like, are you prepared to do that? that? The biggest curse with YouTube is that we make the mistake of making it look easy. No, no, no. I don't know. That's not the biggest thing. I think that's just okay. professionalism. Nah, nah, yeah. Okay. That's, 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 you know, it's just, okay. the, that's the name of the that's game. What, that's what any, yeah, any basketball, football player, that's what they do. It, they I think, easy. I think that's like, I'm, I'm a pat. Jake and I in the back for a second. I think that's the one thing that we did when we, because again, just like stroking my ego for a sec. Like Jake and I, like fucked up YouTube, bro. We came Mm in, we slapped it in the face. You loved us, you hated us, whatever it was. Like we were like, fuck everyone, bing, bing, bing. Like the more things we could make explode, destroy. Uh, collapse the better. I think you and guys set the tone. Well, you know, well, you, like, well because we started to treat it like a business. Like we hired <laughs> editors with strategy. By the way, who were in the UK, we gave them notes. There was a there was a, a schedule for everything. Like we 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 treated this like we wanted to become the biggest in the world. Yeah, and so did you. Yeah, and um, you know, we both have realized a lot about ourselves um, through the vlogs, and I think this is interesting. You you had a crazy weight loss journey yeah i mean throughout all of our journeys you had a crazy weight loss journey and it started because i have the clip here you you saw you saw how you looked in a vlog yeah when you, that you were editing so that the, you were also in this is the this is another testament on uh the daily vlogging thing i stopped looking after myself because everything that mattered was work was was i, I didn't i was like was it was mcdonald's or domino's every day mm. 
I, I think I'm pretty sure I saved McDonald's and Domino's from going from bankruptcy because I was buying them from every single day. It was I wasn't drinking water. I was drinking Coke, oh my sugar. God. I didn't. I stopped giving a shit about myself because in my mind, it was to get the video out. And when I then visited in December, this was the video that made me realize, holy fuck, what the <laughs> hell have I done? And just like, just watch this. <laughs> Whoa, wait, wait. Where's the ripple? Where's the ripple? There's just one ripple bit. There's one. There's one part that it ripples. That <laughs> you didn't like that ripple. That was the moment. That right here. That yeah. It was that ripple? Watch it again. Bam. <laughs> and the fact that my belly rippled in slow motion. So Greg filmed that. So fuck you, Greg, for filming that. But uh, it's, it's it's. Greg filmed it. Greg filmed it. Yeah, your dad filmed this oh bit in slow motion. I remember incredible. that. But it was. And especially, I'm afraid to say I'm tooting you and horn next to your fucking body, Jesus Christ. Well, bro, this is this isn't even like I mean, I'll toot my I've never. Now, I was. This is like that's not in shape to me. That's medium you know? And yeah. I don't 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 think that says a lot. The fit that to me that says you're in amazing shape at that time yeah, for me. Yeah. But I, that was the moment that made me realize, oh God, what the hell are we doing? And that was the start of my journey. I'm afraid to say a month later than we knew they did Japan. So I'm afraid to say the journey started a bit too late for me. <laughs> yeah. But. It was, that was the moment I sort of started reflecting and then like, I then got to the gym, started working out a lot. I got a gym buddy, uh, started counting calories. I didn't know what calories was until I started this journey. And it was, I lost about, I think, if I remember correctly, like 30 to 40 pounds. Just out. Congrats, bro. Within three to four months. I'm afraid to say my discipline on working out has definitely been lost while I've been here, but that's something I want to start picking up again. Yeah, You'll get it back. Yeah, you got a like, gym out back. Yeah, but it's, I know for a fact that I can get it back. You actually lived in the gym. Outback, yeah, I lived in the gym for a couple months. <laughs> you you kind of had really no excuse whatsoever. <laughs> but here, here, was the, here was the thing I found interesting. The fact that the gym was right next to me made me lazier. The fact that when I lived in the UK, I had to travel for 30 to an hour to get so to the gym. So when you get there, you do real work. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. And I yeah. actually might I actually might switch to, uh, to go see Bradley Martin yeah, Mike, at Zoo Mike's Culture. Us, yeah, I might start working out at Zoo. Like, because I do the same shit. When I go to that gym out back, I'm like, fucking. Because easy. Blah! Yeah. It's, it's, it's so obvious. You ever had that feeling? I'm the exact I've, opposite, I've bro. I've said the exact same thing. If, really? I, if, I have to, if I have to go somewhere, like, I've, I've already, like, lost, dude. Fuck yeah. that. Mm. I, I, yeah, you got I, it right I, back. I, built, I built a fortress that I, so I don't have to leave. So why the yeah, fuck would yeah, I leave? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to tell that story about at one time I inadvertently wingmanned you from across the pond? No, well, you got that girlfriend and all now, so it might be tricky. And by the way, I'm oh no, 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 it's she knows about this story and it's fine. It's like I'm allowed to talk about previous relationships right, and whatnot. Right. This was in the. F this has happened twice, actually. Do you remember? This happened twice. It did? Yeah, that was one time. It was at one time. Uh, so this was. Um, this is when I first started working with you, like yep. six months in or whatever. And you first got a couple million or whatnot, and there was a time when I was editing you on the public transport on my train back to my home and I'm editing away and then the girl comes ex like next to me and says like, hey, is that Logan Paul? Like, yeah, yeah, I work for him. And we started chatting some more, chatting some more and then we got a date and then a couple more dates and it was great. And then she dumped me because I was working for you too much. <laughs> so it's funny. Yep. From across the pond, I wingmaned him, I got him a girl yep. and then also cock blocked him nice. because he was working too much. Nice. Yeah. And it, it happened again. The wing and cock maneuver. Yeah. Classic. Classic. And again, the, it did happen again. We only went on one date. But again, it happened again another time when it was like, you FaceTime me. And again, I'm on public transport. I'm on a train. You FaceTime me. And like, actually, no, the fact she even publicly tweeted about it. I even found it. She tweeted that she's like, oh my God, this guy's talking to Logan Paul. But like, she had like 
two free followers so it didn't really matter that much but again it was again talk to her it was a really good icebreaker you dated a girl with two followers yeah that's my dream two that's my dream followers. that's my dream <laughs> is that even possible yeah. I feel like it's harder to have two followers than it is to have like 200 like yeah. how do you keep your following that that's small that's, yeah. that's, but, I but like I said it was yeah so you winged mang me twice across the pond that is you know, a, a stupid impeccable. superpower yeah <laughs> It's a crazy time. All right, bro. We we've been going for a while. Have we? Uh yeah. We should probably have you on again at some absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? Part two. Part yeah. two. Part yeah. two. Absolutely. Let's Fine. do that. Um, all right. So I, I mean, I think that's it. We talked about it a lot, dude. So I, I just, I guess, thank you for opening up. And, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing a little bit of what it's like to live your crazy life. <laughs> Hayden Hillier Smith. Where can they find you on Instagram and social media? What? Uh, <laughs> Uh, H Hillier Smith, no hyphen, H I W L I E R Smith on Instagram, on social media. Uh, yeah, I'd love for you guys to come talk to me. I love to talk about editing as much as possible and just, and, yeah, and come hang he, out. When he says H, that is that means H. <laughs> yes. H. When he says F, that's actually a TH or here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I can't, I can't say THs. For me, it's four. So if there was a fourth four movie, the hero in Marvel, <laughs> it'll be for me, it'll be four four. He's not. Wow. I can't say my ths. This is one of those things that's really hard to understand. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you know a bad accent. Um, yo, it's the first time I ever got it. Right. So look, hit that subscribe button. Impulsive is the best podcast of 2019, based on the Streamy Awards. Award-winning podcast, the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. We will see you on the next episode of Impulsive. Take it easy. Peace. You got any more of that whiskey? Woo!